Hi, it's Hawa. I'm back again. I have something really important to talk about. It's a subject we rarely discuss because it can make us feel uncomfortable. Sexual harassment at the workplace. You know, and I'm like, why is this person keep pressing really up love. against me? And I realize that you have all this fucking space here. And I see his penis out. And Harvey, blessed Harvey Weinstein, whose tattoo I still have on my bum. Stay off the gold standard so that the pound can reach a level that will keep our exports competitive. The lady has foolishly attempted to join the conversation with a wild and dangerous opinion of her own. Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Berger. As always, I'm playing for Matt Ralston. Much like Prince Harry, Matt has rescinded his large family trust fund and will no longer be functioning formally as a royal. Unlike Prince Harry, Matt doesn't have a $40 million inheritance or pending deals from Disney. So if you need party entertainment for, say, a bachelor party for older ladies, call him. <laughs> I know you're caught up in the Royals, Matt, day to day, every hour, checking Harry and Meghan. It's so stupid. I can't believe it's still a thing. Like, you're, all right, you're relinquishing your what? made-up title. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Just stop being it. Of course, then you don't, you don't get to have a high-paying salary for doing nothing. Although you do get to take your Disney, they already have a Disney deal in place, which I assume is 10x whatever their royal salary is. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're royal, the downside is you can't take like publishing deals or movie deals. You can't keep any of the money, but now they can. And apparently, Megan has a deal already with Disney, like to do an animated voice. They and really did a, a real smash and grab coup there. <laughs> they, they they really did. Man. Yes. I just saw on Daily Mail that they're buying a, a thirty million dollar house, and then the hubris to be like. You know, we just got to find our bearings and yes. make sure we can, you know, land an apartment somewhere. <laughs> it's like, what? what we got a kid. About? We got a kid. She's a working mom. He's a working dad. Give the money back. Uh, well, so they, I don't know how the royals exactly work because I'm not British or a woman or lonely or <laughs> elderly. But uh, so apparently they have, the Windsors have their own money, right? They have like a billion dollars in the bank somewhere and they own like, five castles and tons of property. They're worth billion, like three or four billion dollars, whatever it is. And then they also, that's their own private ownership of the, the family money. That's dirty money. That's their dirty inheritance, like family money, yeah. which they, they can't really, it's all in trust and all the shit like that. They can't like liquidate and whatever else. But it goes on inheritance. And like Henry, Harry got like 30 or 40 million dollars in the bank somehow. So <laughs> that's from the family money. Right. And then they get money, taxpayer funded royal money which is their annual salary, upkeep of all their properties, all the stuff to attend galas and state functions and you know hospital openings and all that kind of crap, which I assume is probably a couple million bucks a year or whatever it is. Uh, I'm saying that like it's nothing, but it's like... And they don't have any expenses, obviously, because everything's covered. Um, but I assume one Disney deal or one HarperCollins publishing, book publishing deal will cover all of that. Yeah, one book could be would be huge just based on this whole ordeal. <laughs> the funniest part to me is that I, the royal thing, obviously, I think you agree is an idiotic fucking ancient practice, which wouldn't make any sense. Somehow the Brits keep paying them tax dollars. But Harry's not even in line for anything. He's like seventh and he's never going to become the king. Like, right. if William was doing this, he'd be like, okay, well, the future king is at, you know abdicating whatever. I guess it's something historically. The dude's not even like in line for the throne. He does nothing. He's a ceremonial figure at best. But right now, and I was meaning to look into this, but maybe you can explain it. There is no king 
right now. No. So the queen is like cer- ceremonially in power. I've seen the crown, dude. The queen, the queen is in the queen isn't. So the way it works is like when a, a man is a king and he marries a woman, she becomes the queen, mm-hmm. but only ceremonially. She doesn't inherit the power of the throne. The wife doesn't. It always goes through the, the male lineage. Mm. But if a, a woman is queen and she marries a man, he doesn't become king. So her husband's name is the, like ninety six year old dude who keeps living is Prince Philip. He gets a prince, a prince of something around. Oh, title. I didn't know she had a husband. Yes, for like sixty five years. He just <laughs> haven't had sex since uh, Charles since is, Charles was born. What's he doing? Like uh, DraftKings all does. day? Like what is? Uh, well, he, he ran somebody over like six months ago in his car. Oh. he's ninety six. He's still driving like the Aston Martin around. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's had like if you if you watch The Crown as you haven't, it's like a really sad life, really, because you're like. You're, I feel bad for these people. You're under the public eye. Yes, you have all the money and the cars and the castle, but you can't really go anywhere or do anything. So you're kind of like the ultimate trust fund kid who has nowhere to go. But you can't even like go to fucking you know Saint Tropez with models and start banging them. It's like you get, yeah. you got nothing. You get all like you have yeah the lavish house, the cars, whatever. But you can't have any fun. You can't bang other chicks because the press is falling you everywhere and you get in trouble. So essentially, you, you're fucking bird in a ca- bird in a pretty cage. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would try and leave it too. I think, but you if you can't, could get you can't have it both ways. No. I mean, you you are actually getting paid just to step out in public and have put on your fake your fake outfit with all the yeah. ribbons and medals. Incel women <laughs> fucking ogle you, but <laughs> I like the fact they had to meet with. So he had to meet with his grandmother to get permission to go move to move. <laughs> like, we talk to your grandmother. Like, I want to go to Canada. Eh, I don't know. So I don't know, grandson. Okay, you can go six months. She's going to let him go six months out of the year or something like that. Right. It's a fucking, you know, honestly, you want the money, but at the end of the day, nobody wants to be a fucking. And, and the worst part, again, is he's not in line for anything. He, he's going to live his whole life never actually inheriting any of the throne. Unless he killed his brother and his family. And all his, cho- all his brother's children. He's sixth or seventh in line. Some fucked up thing. I, I, don't, I really don't understand how the Brits keep paying for, I guess we pay for shit here in the U.S. It's fucking idiotic. I don't think it's, you know, a substantial part of, of their taxes, but, you know, just the principle of it seems... I mean, you're, you're, literally, you're paying something. Yes. Say it's 50 bucks a year, just so these people can prance around. Yes. I want to smack them. You're paying 40 bucks for your BBC license, I believe. <laughs> you pay 50 bucks for the Royals. But they, get, they pull it like 80% popularity. Everybody keeps... There was a great scene, again, last reference to the crown, because it is mostly for women. I'm really embarrassed I watch it. But in the early 60s, Prince Philip, who was the... Then, like a fifty-year-old husband of the queen, there was a, a, a you know in the sixties there was this anti-royalty thing going on, labor thing going on, you know hippie thing going on in England, and they were thinking about taking away the money, the salary from the royals. So he hired like a documentary crew to follow the royals around to show how hard they work, <laughs> <laughs> and, they com- and they ran a special like on BBC, like a live primetime special, right. and it completely back- backfired. <laughs> like they just look like idi- they just like out of touch idiots. Yeah, and then the queen decides like. The queen, in her, in her infinite wisdom, she's a smart one in the family, decides, like, we want to look like out-of-touch fucking ascot-wearing you know, aristocrats because that's actually what people are paying for. Like, we don't want to, like, Prince Philip tried to make him look like, oh, we get up early and put our pants on and go to work and all that stuff like that. And she's like, no, they want us to be snobs. That's what they're paying us to be. Yeah. And it turned out that was actually the real secret was they want us to be better than they are. Like, our, you know, for lonely old ladies, we're the dream. You know, we want them to talk about what we're wearing and what shoes we buy and all that stuff. If there's a way that they could integrate into the professional wrestling space, 
just to I'm not saying wrestle, but just be heels that show up yes. and say, you know, derogatory things <laughs> about working class people. That would be amazing. Snobby. Like Prince Harry whacked some guy over the head with a metal folding chair when yeah. he felt lucky. I would change my opinion. Uh he was he was doing that uh, I remember the uh, ten years ago, so he seems like a good guy, honestly, but he was like partying with like Coke and hookers in Vegas. He was the Nazi guy? Yeah, he dressed up like a Nazi. I don't think he's a Nazi or neo Nazi. No. He's just like he's actually seems to be a pretty progressive dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he did marry a divorced black woman. As a royal, which is kind of impressive if you think about it, because it is the first time in a thousand years. No, they must really love each other. Well, or she loves his money and yeah. tolerates blowing him. But yeah, he years. must really be into her. Two years. I think it's a, a Princess Diana thing. Two years, she's going to be divorced. Yeah, she's, She was on Suits, I think, on basic cable. She wants premium cable, dude. <laughs> then he'll be gone. I assume she gets a nice inheritance and keeps a $7 million ring. Uh, this week's show, this is a good one. Pay attention, it's dark. This week's show is sponsored by Dead Koala Bears. No single creature on this planet is so overly romanticized as spitting, hissing, and biting koala bears. Oh, you may think I'm wrong, but then why did God send a fire to burn 50 million of them? <laughs> dead koala bears, not nearly as real-life adorable as dead kangaroos. Not a bear, either. No, not a bear. They're just like, uh, people don't understand koala bears are like squirrels, basically. They're like oversized squirrels with like cuter ears. Really creepy paws. Really creepy paws. They are the, actually like the most vicious. I think if you look at like minks and these other animals that they make coats out of, they're all vicious, sort of rodent-like animals. But koala bears routinely bite like millions of people every year. They hiss, they bite, they snap. They, I, I don't blame them because all these fucking tourists are trying to touch them all the time. But they're really nasty creatures. So yeah, I've been over the Christmas break. Uh, I was really impressed with this product. My nephew is what is he six or something, and he's really into um, this book series. That's uh, a picture book narration of who would win in a fight between two wild, dangerous animals. Nice. And I was like, this is a good book. That, yes. You know, I, uh, I didn't have a book that cool when I was young, but <clears throat> yeah, koala bear would. Who do they take on? Bite your face off. <laughs> They're nasty. There's a, there's a Tasmanian devil versus a wolverine. Oh, nice. We didn't get to the koala one. Honey badger always wins, right? Honey badger's the nastiest. Uh, yeah, I think honey badger either beat the wolverine or it was close. Yeah. You know, uh, they keep, I always wonder how they, with the fires in Australia, they come up with like 500 million animals have died. I'm like, I, yeah, who, came, who came up with that? Who came up with that number? Half a billion. <laughs> yes, half a billion. And they say it that way. I'm like, that is, like, that would be a big pile. Yes. But other than that, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Also, it seems like Australia, I just, I've never been to Australia, but I've seen the map of Australia. And it seems like there's a lot of places to run. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a giant circle, right? It's a huge island. And so there's a fire somewhere. And it's not anywhere near the water. So it's in the middle of the country. It seems like a lot of places to run away from the fire if you're an animal. Like, if there's you, no way the water's on fire. No, the water's on a fire. So I think if you run towards the water, yeah. and the fire moves fairly fast, but I mean, koalas aren't that fast. Kangaroos are fucking fast. So I think feel like kangaroos. I feel like they're like squirrels who cross the street and just like in front of cars automatically. Like the car dazes them and they run in front of the people car. People in Australia hate kangaroos. Yeah, I think oh because they're like varmints, right? Yeah, it's like how people hate deer. Yeah, here. Yes. <laughs> Although kangaroos is much scarier, but I mean, I, I don't know what to make of that number. Obviously, it's it's been a huge die off. But if you plow an acre of soybeans, you're gonna kill like. 2,000 voles <laughs> or shrews, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, what does it mean? Like, world population. How many people died today? 100,000? Like, yeah, fucking, it's the world. Man. I think it's just scaring celebrities into giving a million dollars. They seem to all be giving a million dollars. And I saw this girl, uh, smart girl, online on Instagram. She's selling nude photos of herself for $10. 
I saw that, looked at him, didn't pay the ten. Man. Nah, I wouldn't pay the ten. I don't. I don't think she understands how the digital age works. Where like, if you give one person the photo of you nude, then ten million people have seen it within five seconds. Well, she got mad that people were sharing them. She's <laughs> like, "You ruined it. You ruined the whole thing." I'm like, okay. Those aren't nude. I mean, they are nudes, but those aren't your grandmother's nudes. She's, no. She's doing porn. Yeah, she's doing porn, and it's only 10 bucks. But I also wonder, like, when people do that, like, if there's an accounting office that actually checks to see if, like, where the money's going, <laughs> I guess it's not going to the kangaroos or fucking... I would seriously <laughs> doubt it. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last men on earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. Get on the shit now before it disappears. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast. Or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. Actually, we're here today, Matt, because I received numerous death threats. Mm. <laughs> we did do another podcast. Uh, I assume it was you. Like she's just a dummy. <laughs> she's just in a dummy account. But uh, people got very upset, and by people, I mean like three people. They were upset for that, that, that there's no material. No, uh, that we're not doing the show. We're not doing the show regularly. And then uh, uh, someone threatened to take their dollar fifty back. Mm, Which is like, shit. I didn't care about the fucking threats, the death threats, <laughs> but a fucking buck fifty, dude. What are we going to do? <laughs> you could do pretty well. I, uh, I went to, have you been to Coinstar where you drop all your change in? I love Coinstar. Do you? I've never been before, and I took all the change uh, from the house and stuff, and it was $67 of change. I went, my mom, because this is very sweet of her, and she's clearly not Jewish because she mailed me 40 bucks worth of quarters. Wow. And that cost her about 15 bucks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I, I poured the I, – they sat on my table for a while, and I was looking at them like, what? I don't need these. You know, she's like, use them for laundry. I'm like, eh, Use them for laundry. Fucking, I don't know. Yeah. So I went to the coin store, poured them in, and as I was pouring them into the machine, I remembered something about coin knowledge. <laughs> and any coin before the year 1964 is pure silver. Uh, so it's worth money – in silver as opposed to the currency of the 25 cents. So did, you then, go, did you go back to smelt it down into like liquid yeah, silver? Yeah, I grabbed them out like a homeless person. I was grabbing the coins out. Sold them for um, three bucks each. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait. So these are quarters? Yeah, there's a guy in Burbank right by the studio. Well, that, now I feel stupid for making fun of you because I fucking must have put like 100 quarters in there. You should check the uh, the dates on them. If, they're, if the uh, the ribbing on the out on the... Yes. And the edges, if that's not tinted, then they're pure silver. So, yeah, this guy buys all these quarters, and his goal, he's a jeweler, and his goal is to melt them down and make shit out of them. And he's like, yeah, I only need, like, you know, another 10 wheelbarrows of these quarters. (laughs) (laughs) To make a necklace? Yeah. (laughs) To make one necklace? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Make one $50 necklace? Very nice. I've I've seen people go in and put the stick of their hands in the coin star before, but they're usually usually, uh, uh, on math. So I've, I love <laughs> it. It's like free money, man. I, anything that if I look at a dish of change and it looks like over thirty bucks, yeah, I'm I'm rolling. I thought it. about it. I just left a you know I left a, I was at a hotel and I left the day after and it was all the change. You know, do you take the change off the counter like when you leave the hotel? Yeah, you do because I feel like I don't want to think it's like a seventy seven cent tip. Yeah, so I take it off. The, but I used to just leave it there. But now I'm thinking, no, I'm going to Coinstar with this shit, and they do take eleven percent by the way, which is a pretty steep fee. Well, you can get like an Amazon. If you get one of the cards, they, it's nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, you can go to the bank, by the way. I found out it's free if you go to the bank. And they actually have a better... Because the coin star has to level... You have to level the coins off. Mm-hmm. It only takes one level of coins at a time. Right, right. Which I don't understand because when I was like 40 years ago, I had a little... As a tiny kid, I had a little machine that you could pour all the coins in. It would sort it for you. <laughs> and it worked on a one AA battery. Yeah. So I'm not sure why Coinstar can't do that. But the bank, they have the big giant machine. We just dump it in. 
and it sorts it and counts it for you. I like to hit on the bank tellers, though, so I don't want to be rolling in with... Oh, you like Persian women. You like Persian women, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, on to the show. (laughs) Matt, the Grammys, I think it's in a week. Uh, I don't really remember the Grammys because I haven't watched it in 20 years. Uh, I'm still reeling. I'm still reeling from the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think we can all admit is a joke, uh, had Whitney Houston and Notorious P.I.G. What what the fuck does a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mean if they just let in like Whitney Houston, who by the way very talented, sold shitload of records. She deserves to be in some Hall of Fame, but why the Rock Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know what the criteria. I think they might say it's like the Rock and Roll attitude. The embodiment, but then what does that know, mean? I don't know. Is Kevin Hart going in? I, I, well, it, I, mean, I think these people would even describe themselves as rock and roll. So why would they be posthumously in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Other than the fact that they are extremely popular, and I guess there was a fan vote, and they just wanted fucking Whitney Houston's family there. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just they have this thing like Janet Jackson got in last year, and this whole thing like where it's like yeah, it's like rock is like then they go back to rock was stolen from the black people, which it was get it yeah that's what i was wondering is like sun house in the rock and roll hall of fame because he's not very rock <laughs> no. but he they did bite off him a lot in the in the british invasion and, and led zeppelin and all that it so. makes no sense and they let in like it's like the doobie brothers and whitney houston <laughs> anyway i'm not watching that and i'm not watching the grammys uh so this is a, my favorite story of the week because the grammys last year had that dude i forget his name but he women didn't somehow first of all from what i can tell women make 80 percent of money in music in popular music like Taylor Swift, all the Lizzo, we're going to talk about later. All this like ninety five percent of the money of of people who don't play instruments. Well, that's for sure, and that's you know probably eighty percent of music. There is zero evidence that at the at least the top. I don't know. I'm sure there's still record producers trying to get in bed with the you know young aspiring female artists. Um, but there's no evidence that of all the money pie that is going towards men. It seems to be going mostly towards women. Uh, so the guy last year when they didn't get a lot of females, some females didn't get Grammy nominations. Uh, they asked him what to do. He said, step it up, step it up, ladies. <laughs> like, which I thought was actually good advice, which is like, I'm sorry, women didn't make, we're talking about the Oscars in a minute, women didn't make good music last year. I think Taylor Swift took a year off, whatever the fuck it was. So it was mostly males were nominated. And so, yeah, he was fired. He was fired for that, for being sexist. <laughs> I think people don't understand, because I took a class in statistics when I was in college. It was really hard, and I didn't do well in it. But it feels like a man. That was a mandatory class. Oh, it was. <laughs> yes. It was. It was. It was hard. <laughs> and uh, okay, so equality doesn't mean that year after year you have like five men and five women in every group uh, p- possible. So there could be equality, and it just so happens that this year there's like seven men and three women, and then the next year there's three women and seven men, and that is equality. Like equality is not a quota system. Well, and especially, I mean, it's always, anytime like Beyonce doesn't get nominated, people freak out. They get freak out. Um, she makes more money than anybody. She and Taylor Swift are worth like three, four hundred million dollars. Um, but yeah, of course. Now, I haven't saying step it up is something my dad would have said. Like, if you complain and say, like, ah, you know, like, I didn't get an award, he would say, fucking step, he would say, step it up. Like, that's your fault. It's like, a pretty empty cliche. It's harmless. I mean, it's, it's not cool. It's not like, yeah, that's what you're getting paid for is to say <laughs> step it up. Step it up. But it's also, I mean, that should roll right off your back. Like, no, no, he was fired. He was, he was fired. I'm just assuming anyone who runs the Grammys is a dick anyhow, so I didn't feel bad for him because all music industry people are just horrible fucking little trolls. 
but of course, they had to hire the first female to counter this. They hired the first female head of the Grammys, Deborah Dugan, who looks like she's 170, but I think she's 55. Mm-hmm. She has one of those makeup faces who looks like Madame the Puppet. And uh, I miss Madame the Puppet. I don't know what that is. <laughs> he was an old guy from like the 70s and 80s. He did like the. He was a gay dude. He did like the first. He did like the first female, old female lady, but she was kind of tranny hand puppet. Mm. And he was really popular on mainstream TV because people didn't realize how gay he was <laughs> back then. They just assumed he was a guy who liked puppets of old ladies. <laughs> but it was clearly like the first tranny puppet, and he was on all like the Hollywood squares and shit like that before people realized he was how flaming he was. Um, but okay, so what happens to Deborah Dugan? She comes over to clean house of sexism in the Grammys or whatever fuck it is, and within five months, she just this week was suspended for harassing a, a senior female employee at the Grammys, which is just my favorite story because one, it shows a, a few things. One, everyone in the music industry is hor- fucking horrible. I don't care if you're a man or a woman; you're all fucking horrible. Uh, B, anytime someone gets power, a man. Or, we've seen this with female CEOs. Anytime someone gets power, producers or studio chiefs, once they get power, they're horrible. All people are horrible when they get power. They just start acting like terrible men. Yes. Which is why terrible men have traditionally held those jobs. <laughs> yes. So terrible women have been able to rise to the top by being terrible. Yeah. I mean, you see them, and even to the point of like where they're actually like boning like dudes half their age. And you're like throwing the going through like guy twenty five fifty year old women are going through twenty five year old guys. Yeah. They're even imitating men on their sexual like predatory sexual patterns. I'm sure there's a woman who's like a fat chick up in the Peninsula Hotel, like asking young guys now to come up to her room to like watch her shower and like masturbate, like like Weinstein did. And this confuses feminists because a lot of them wouldn't say it, but they're they're kind of proud of that. They're like, yeah, this has been happening a long time. Why can't we be awful too? Yeah. We deserve to be awful, don't yes. we? Let's uh, you know get a GMC Yukon and uh, you know adopt ten kids from Africa and pretend we're the dorks that we talk shit about when we were in college. Well, it's like the. I mean, generally, I think you probably. I think you mentioned this before. Men are generally more horrible than women in terms of aggressive. In terms of gross aggressive behavior in yeah. general. But when you look at the small one percent of the people, women who rise to the top, just like the one percent of men who rise to the top, same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Just fucking... I mean, that's what drove him is the fact that dad didn't... Parents didn't love him. Or they were small in school. They have to show some... They got a huge chip on their shoulder. They're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top. And they get to the top, and they're going to abuse people below them. <laughs> well, just, women... Because you've heard this... You know, this is every other, like, Teen Vogue article. It's like, well, when a man's aggressive, he gets rewarded for it. And when yes. a woman is overly assertive, she is called a bitch. And I'm like... Yeah, she's like a shrieking bitch. Like yes. you've never dealt with that. What, yeah, but she's what, also what do you call it. But she's also either either now the head of a company, the head of a law firm, or running for president. So I don't like they're actually doing pretty. Those shrieking bitches are doing pretty well. They do rise to the top because, especially within this age of when you have to promote women, who do you think they're promoting? They're promoting the fucking shrieking bitch. Yeah, she's but why are we pretending that she's something that she isn't? I don't know. She's not a benevolent character. She's kind of a. A person with a personality disorder that uh, yes. worked her way into this job. I was thinking about this, uh, looking at all the female candidates running for office this year. Same same thing. They're all fucking. Even Amy Amy Klobuchar seemed really nice. I remember she had that thing where she was yelling at her assistant about the fork and the salad and making him like eat with his fingers and shit. Like, didn't she comb her hair with the fork? Yes, and then made him like I don't know some crazy fucking thing. And then like she's also been divorced three times. <laughs> I'm not saying that those were her fault. I have no clue, but. You know, <laughs> something to be aware of. Yeah, Warren, Kamala Harris, Kamala. Uh, you know, you get to, the, I mean, I don't begrudge the fact, you get to the top by being a horrible person. That's why horrible people run for president. 
Uh, people who really care about their community just fucking work in the soup kitchen or fucking volunteer at Big Brother or Big Sisters. Right. Where some people have to be president, just like Deborah Dugan. So they install a female who's high-powered in the music business. And what does she do? She starts... I assume it wasn't sexual harassment, but just fucking verbal harass was verbally harassing a woman in the office over and over again. <laughs> like, <laughs> which it's got to be pretty egregious for it to, because you're just stating it like this is a documented fact. Like she, well, was just, she was she was uh, suspended uh, a week before the Grammys. Like what? Like your shoes are ugly. You need to go shower. I don't know. I mean, where did you get that? My my. She's claiming that the, she she has a, it's a conspiracy because she knew so much about how the Grammys are corrupt that they're trying to get her out of there, uh, which makes no sense at all because you know when someone knows all the, sh- the secrets, you keep them around. Um, but you know who know? I don't know what fucking shit's going on in office places anymore. People just bringing charges against one another. But it was serious enough that they suspended her. I guess a week well, before. Well, there's, there's no way any real controversy could be erupting in the office of the places that run the Grammys. They give awards to the people that are on the top one through five of the chart who are all in the same. Like, You've two been in the fucking these entertainment offices. They're fucking horrible. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's fucking nasty. Everyone's fucking nasty. Just, so when the, the, the baseball story came out, I know you don't follow baseball, about the sign stealing of the Astros. Yeah. And they suspended all these guys, fired all these guys. And then, like, pretty much slowly in the last 10 days since it happened, Every other like important like retired person who no longer has shit on the line is saying, "Yeah, our team did the same thing. Like we all did it. We all did it too. Like everyone's been doing it for forty years, fifty years, different without the electronics, but in other ways. So it's like one of those things where like you pretend there's an outrage, but fucking verbal harassment goes on in a fucking entertainment offices every every fucking day. I think I've been verbally harassed by nearly every boss I've had. Uh, I get upset if I'm not verbally harassed. Yeah. So I get it. I actually kind of like it when people when people yell at me. It's kind of I kind of find it fun. It's much. You know, it's better than it's better than uh, when people are just subtly trying to destroy you behind your back. I like when it's obvious that people hate me, but I I really haven't done anything wrong. And then I just kind of I mean, when does that when does that situation arise? Constantly. <laughs> really. So I just see how they act. Well, you're the innocent. You're the innocent. You're the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture that. I'm trying to picture what that would look, what that would look like. Well, the really evil people are like quiet and manipulative and like do shit behind your back to try and destroy you. The people who scream, eh, whatever, they scream and yell and kick shit. They're generally not the harm, the really harmful people because they're so you know they're just fucking rage rageaholics. Uh, Especially not an old woman. Yeah, well, I think she's 175. Last I checked, I just <laughs> I had her pic. I pulled her picture up. It was like one of those scary like Hollywood uh, cut up faces. So like a Nancy Pelosi meets like puppet meets something or other thing. It was just kind of fucking frightening. Maybe they got rid of her because of her face. So who's in now? Uh, they, uh, the dude. Yeah. <laughs> they, brought a, they brought a dude. They brought a, they brought a high-powered music industry guy. Have you, have you dealt with music industry people before? You know, not as much as, as you have, or not, not often, but I was, I think it was last year, I was kind of going to a few events where there were a lot of Grammy people, uh, and they were all the worst people yes. I've ever met. By I mean, as much as we talk shit about film and uh, TV people, uh, music people by far the biggest assholes. They're all sh- first of all, they're all sh- really short. I mean, actors are short generally. Music people are like f- guys are like five, 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 six. These are the shortest people in school. Yeah, these are the kids. Like, and it's the same thing. I always whenever I meet like bands, especially like heavy metal bands. Short guy, always fucking short as fuck. Like you meet like Rob Zombie, he's like five seven. You're like, oh, like <laughs> you look so cool in your videos, but like you're really just a fucking little dude who can play sports. Yeah, yeah. and dreads. I get, I get it. And so you write angry songs, which is kind of thing. But they, it's such a fucking uh, bitter, angry, fucking hormonally challenged uh, business. 
And then the women get abused and they get them charged. They get angry. The guys get a charge. It's like a fucking fraternity hazing system. And they probably realize that what they're doing is stupid. Like, yes. you know, your, your icon signed Britney Spears and three <laughs> days into the job, you realize, I mean, that could have been anyone that you placed an ad on Craigslist for that yes. had, uh, you know, the right hip ratio. <laughs> uh, they are just, yeah, but music is worse. Music is the worst. Uh, I think, uh, Film is the least worst. Least wor- TV is the second worst, and film is the least worst only because there is some, I think, uh, creative aesthetic to the film mm-hmm. business. Um, although I will say, I want I, when I was younger, I wanted to be in film production, and I spent like I did like two fil- worked on two films, just visiting and hanging out, do PA shit. Fucking horrible. Just the sets are just fucking nightmares of people chain smoking, screaming. Yeah, about, I was like, on a set one time, and it was very dangerous they were doing all these stunts that i could tell like i don't know where sag was or what was going on um but i was kind of just standing around and instead of asking me to move this like older you know like the head of the pas maybe a third assistant i don't know what he is he just walked up to me and started jabbing me in the ribs with his fingers (laughs) instead of asking me to move i looked at him and said what are you doing and, um, yeah, it's bad. It's a you very know, self-important, very self-important, angry business. I mean, while any like finance is quite bad too. Um, I don't. I, but I feel like, but those are all jobs that are like where you don't meet face to face. Like on the film set, there's like eighty people just fucking like screaming at each other. I mean, at least film people they tend to be pretty interesting. Like they can carry conversations. Yeah. they're into movies, obviously, but. They're into other stuff. I mean, people that work like logistics or like a job that I couldn't explain what it is that they do, but streamlining things. Right. <laughs> and they have these coworkers, and I, I kind of overhear them talking at a restaurant, and and it's just like uh, so robotic. Like I, I feel bad that they, you know, they. I don't know if they have anything in common with anyone. They sit in front of a computer all day, but there's like that restaurant looks cool. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about buying a new jacket, and it's just like I want to blow my head off, and I'm not even in like, this you conversation. Like, you don't like people in logistics. <laughs> no. Matt, are you still a are you still a Bernie bro? Are you a Bernie bro this time around, or did you get rid of your tattoo, laser off your tattoo? I definitely ride with Bernie. I. I don't like how that became pejorative because you're a male. You, you're not allowed to support a male candidate. That's idiotic. Well, I think it was it was more of a. I, to me, the Bernie Bro thing was more of like I pictured like a, a kid from like uh, uh, Vermont, like from Bennington College, like young hipster, like radical socialist who probably came from like some amount of money, but now was pushing like the radical socialist like Bernie stuff. Yeah, let's burn it all down, kind of shit. Yeah. That's how I picture. Well, I think that's the, not you, but that's how I picture like the Bernie bro. Well, I thought the insinuation was they they didn't want a woman to be president. Oh no, I never picked up on that. That's what I kind of. I thought it was a hipster, like a hipster thing. Like you're like, I thought it was like a fratty, like a fratty. Thing. Yeah, definitely fratty. But I think it was like I got the idea. It was like trust fund kid who now wants to like take down his father, like by being, <laughs> being a socialist or whatever. Because Bernie was never popular, right. never ever popular until like four years ago. Um, and I think people and people cling on. So you got that twenty percent, whatever. You can't really get above it. You can't get below it. Of people who are like, they seem to be kind of wealthy white people, kind of wealthy white people who are about for this. He doesn't really poll well among minorities, or and less so among like sort of like uh, uh, blue collar people. Well, these people aren't. See, all Bernie could do is kind of like level the playing field. People, 
If you want to understand that Bernie can't do 80% of the shit he's talking about. No. He won't do any, <laughs> he won't do any of the shit. I mean, even the Democrats won't pass the shit he's talking about. Yeah, but at least, you know, he'll he'll be a voice in like a, a slightly different direction, but yeah, I mean, and then Elizabeth Warren came and co-opted him. I know that Bernie Bernie strikes me as like, first of all, I don't like the fact that Jewish guy is running who's a non-practicing Jew. That really bothers me. Not because he's a non, not, not really Jewish, but because we, if we finally got a Jewish president, we'd have like a guy who like doesn't even go to temple. It'd be kind of like a fake Jewish guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, at least Kennedy put on a That was real, my favorite thing about him. <laughs> at least Kennedy put on like a fake a Catholic veneer. Yeah. Like when he ran, it was like, yeah, he's the first Catholic president. Well, but at least he goes to church all the time. And he goes, goes to, they picture him in the confessional booth and wearing the fucking, have the rosaries and all that kind of crap. They'd be doing stuff that would offend everyone. Like he'd have a Christmas tree, but he'd be like hanging yarmulke ornaments <laughs> yeah. on it to, to where just no one was satisfied he's just uh bernie just uh, he always claims he did has done no drugs which i just don't believe <laughs> it's just impossible an old guy from vermont who ran a fucking socialist paper like wasn't fucking just smoking weed through the 70s but, i thought he kind of alluded to smoking i thought he made like, a couple he did cracks. the clean thing like once or twice yeah, it wasn't yeah. for it wasn't for him um so he did this thing so the the this, i don't like the fucking rate Republicans or Democrats, the primaries at all, I find it all very boring until like there's at least a two left or whatever it is. Uh, I, I just couldn't get excited when Julian Castro dropped out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, love how, I love how people with like 1% of the vote or less drop out and there's like huge articles about how they're dropping out. When nobody gave a, <laughs> nobody gave a shit about them when they're running, who's even watching it? Like, I don't know. If okay, it's like so, a pun, it's like a punter, like a backup punter being released from a team, and they do like sports center starts out with a headline: backup punter from the Browns <laughs> released. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have no say in it anyway. Like, unless you live in Iowa, but whatever. But unless you're like a huge Trump guy, aren't you just going to vote for whoever wins anyway? So like. I don't get why you're even invested in this. Oh, process. by the party, you mean? Well, yeah. people had like, you know, I think people were the Kamala Harris. You can be a black, fe- she's not black African-American, but a, a black-skinned female president. You know, it's going to be bring back the Obama years or Julian Castro is going to. But nobody, in the end, all the, first of all, most people who vote are old. So second of all, they're in Iowa, New Hampshire to begin with, so they're all white. So, of course, they're voting for the old white people because, you know, well, to give them credit, they want to beat Trump. And they know that, like, Julian Castro is not going to beat Trump. Right. So they're not going to support... Even the Hispanics are like, eh, and the blacks are like, we're not going to vote for Cory Booker because he has zero chance of winning. Also, he's gay and we don't like gay. We don't like gay. Blacks, blacks really hate gay people. No one took any gay shots at him. That probably, they were saving that if he somehow happened to... Oh, Trump would have person. fucking talked and made some <laughs> cock jokes. But like Buttigieg has like, is polling like 1% among the blacks in South Carolina. Well, if you're... Say you're like an old white person from Iowa. Like maybe you are kind of just maybe subconsciously voting for your own. But like when I meet people that are like, you know, I'm a huge Bernie supporter or, or like I'm a huge Warren supporter. It's like, can you tell me the difference between those two people? No. Except that they look different. Except she's a woman. Like really, I, I know you're not into the minutia on the healthcare stuff. And yeah. other than that, like, can you tell me the difference and why you're supporting one and not like I have like a, a podium here? Well, so the, the, the thing Warren came out with, she seems to be... I can't tell exactly, but I don't know how it works. But I think she's dropping, right? Yeah. So she hit a peak and she's dropping, and people realize that she just uh, she lies a lot, apparently, and she's just and people don't like people just don't like old ladies that are kind of lecture people. <laughs> uh, I mean, they kind of like old ladies who are like grandmotherly, but she just doesn't. Ever since the beer thing, I just couldn't pay really pay attention. Or like, oh hey Bob, what are you doing in the kitchen? I'm going to have a beer. Hey, I'm going to drink this beer now. Oh, watch me. Here I go. Beer. Mm. <laughs> like. 
it's just like she just can't she can't be connect with normal people. They're always drinking beer. Like Obama drank like a I think Obama became an alcoholic when he was campaigning. <laughs> yeah, but I I believe that Obama although he's I know he's a skinny dude, I believe Obama like he shoots hoops, he plays he drinks beer. Yeah. He's like semi at least before everything else he was semi normal. These other people weren't drinking beer and shooting hoops before they ran for president. They just weren't like they were never yeah. in a pickup game. <laughs> Bernie didn't play in a pickup. Oh, they played show Bernie playing basketball I remember in 2016. Taking some shots somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, Jew, Jewish New York well, guys Jewish, love basketball. They do, love, they do love basketball. They're not good at it, but they do love it. But, uh, you know, it's like. You know, Trump can't. Trump doesn't drink. And I don't really trust people who don't drink yeah. unless they, like, killed their brother with an axe or, you know, they have a liver issue. But there, there's something untrustworthy about those people. But maybe, maybe this whole beer thing, if. And again, I'm open to being hired as a Democratic strategist because yeah. uh, you guys keep losing. Maybe this beer thing is not that important because Trump, you know, he's eating McDonald's. He's not drinking any beer. Well, but I think there is something to be said. Like, who would you think? I always do the road trip thing. Who would you spend like six hours in the car with? Mm-hmm. You're not spending six hours in the car with Elizabeth Warren. I mean, that would just fucking drive you it, just insane. Um, yeah. she, just, she just seems funny. So she said this. So she, she, she seems to be driving. So she said this like she suddenly remembered a repressed memory. I don't know how a 70-year-old woman has a repressed memory. That in 2018, Bernie Sanders told her that a woman could never could not win the presidency, mm-hmm. which that was what she remembered Bernie saying to her. Which, by the way, makes no sense whatsoever as a quote, because Hillary won the popular vote in 2016, yeah, and came within like 60,000 votes of winning the whole electoral college, and that and people ha- and people hated her. So right, there's there's no evidence to the fact that a woman can't be pre- I haven't followed this really stupid story, but from what I understand, there's there's no there's some hearsay that he said that, but it's it's not really it's basically she's saying that he said that. She's saying he said that. He's saying he didn't say that. I think what he said was, among the females that are running now, none of them can beat Trump. Yeah, like she was saying, like we need to have a woman president, the first woman president, and I think he was graciously saying while he wants to be president himself was saying, I don't think any of these women can win, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you or Klobuchar or Kamala Harris are Hillary. I don't think you can win. And so I don't think he was being sexist about it. I think he was being, one, self-important about the fact that I want to be president. <laughs> yeah. But also the fact that like he was being realistic. And I, don't, I think he was truthful. Shouldn't he be allowed, again, part of the reason the Democrats continue to lose, shouldn't he be allowed to say what he thinks? If it's yeah, I mean, if he, if he said something like "you bitches get back in the kitchen, get pregnant, right. get back in the kitchen," but if he was saying like he wasn't saying like a woman can't be president or shouldn't be president, he was saying like none of the women running here are going to win, so vote for me, vote for me. Yeah, you know, he probably could have said about the black people or Hispanic people too. It's like it's going to be me or Biden, okay? So just just fight, let's just get to it. Right, um, is basically what he was saying, and we need someone to beat Trump. All we care about is beating Trump. So why would we elect one of you four women who can't beat Trump? I think that's what he was saying. But she just turns it on a sexist head, and then it's like there's no, there seems to be zero consequence for like just making a sexist charge. Yeah, that she didn't shake it. So after the last debate, I only watched the highlights. Uh, he went to like shake her. They all shake hands. They all hate each other, but they all shake hands afterwards. This is one of the things like a fucking football game. Mm-hmm. And she refused to shake his hand and said you whatever. And like they had to write this thing about how that was women's magazines. How that was a power move because. I think I sent you that article about the woman who said, like, oh, we women know what that's like when men harass or abuse us and then want to hug it and say, it's okay, baby. You know, it's all good. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, and the women go, yeah. I'm like, what? Bernie didn't do it. He didn't do it. Yeah. It's not like Weinstein is, like, hugging you. Like, Weinstein, yeah, Weinstein hugging Rose McGowan, that's kind of gross. 
you know, and say, nah, we're friends again mm-hmm. after I fucking paid you to not to report my rape. But Bernie Sanders, not that. Right? It's just like he made a comment. She disagreed with it. She's playing it to be sexist and she doesn't shake his hand. And now she's seen as like a heroic. It's total bullshit. Because, you know, obviously, if, uh, you know, if Bernie went to. Uh, if she went to shake Bernie's hand and he pulled away in the psych move, and, oh my god, and combed his hair with, <laughs> with, a, with his palm, that'd be so cool. He would be seen as an utter misogynist, yes. douchebag. He probably would have just lost the whole election, yes. Right there, yes. So let's not have a double standard. Oh, it's a total. It's a. T- you can just say. So here's the thing. The only reason I care about this because I don't care about these people is that you can level a charge. If you're a woman, you can level charge of sexism, or if you're a minority of racism, stuff like that, and not saying that 99% of people do this, but people in the media, people exposed, do this, and there's absolutely no fact-checking. It's just zero fact-checking by like the media, reporting on it, columns, whatever else it is. Uh, forget the idiots on social media. Like legitimate news, semi-legitimate news outlets like MSNBC, whatever. They don't do like a fact. They don't start the story with a fact check. Right. They start the story with Bernie accused of being sexist pig, whatever. Like Warren hero heroically pulls back hand or whatever. And it's like, did you I, you didn't see the debate, right? I actually saw some of that one. Did you see? So the woman from CNN asked Bernie, you know, Elizabeth Warren said you made this comment, and what do you have to say about? It? And Bernie says, I never made that comment. And then she goes to Elizabeth Warren, okay. So if Bernie made this comment, <laughs> how do you feel about it? Right. Like, there's no like, there's no, there's no recourse for like someone about facts. It's just like you can say shit, and there's an immediate jump to conclusion. And legitimate news outlets are just reporting the innuendo or the accusation without a single bit of fact check. Like he says, I didn't say that, but let's have you comment on the fact. That it's so. all. It's so dumb. It's like the. I. It's the least thing that anyone should care about, even in the context of the debates, but. Um, I think it back. I think it ultimately backfires on her because there is somewhat of a, a double, not a double standard, but women, as you said, men are seen as more aggressive pigs. Women are seen as more manipulative. Yeah, and then that's a cliche of like the manipulative woman. So when she's seen doing that, and people like Bernie, it's not like it's not Trump. It's Bernie, right? Yeah, and people see if she did it to Trump, it'd be with Trump. You know. Uh, who was it? One of the candidates or someone said that Trump called him up to ask him for sex or making something. You know, I forget it was some senator or something like that. Then you go, oh, yeah, Trump's a pig. He, of course he did that. Yeah. But with Bernie, you're like, yeah, I don't think Bernie's a sexist pig. I think it's backfires on her. Yeah, I think it was obvious that she was trying to make a concerted effort. She was had a powwow. She was going to come out hard yes. on this, yes. and that's what she did. I'm not even sure it happened in the first place with the whole handshake snub. And then they caught Bernie... Uh, her, she said they caught like on the hot mic. Her saying, uh, "You, you, you lied," and he said, "You lied about me." But l- let's not do this here. Yes. To which I thought, okay, he's not real petty in this situation. It's not that I'm just because I I like Bernie, but yeah. you know, I think that's the way to handle that. Where she's like old- almost doing a stunt. It you seemed know? like two old people in the home arguing with each other. Yeah. Which is why I, I think I said to you, I don't think we should have anyone over seventy running for president. It's just very, like, I want to see, like, young people fighting with each other. I don't like to see old people. It's just cranky, bitchy stuff. It's yeah. just hard with gr- watching gray-haired people, like, argue, yell at each other. <laughs> just I know. You it, just it, wonder, it doesn't look dignified. It's just not dignified. You just wonder, like, just drop out. Just move to Hawaii. You know? <laughs> you want them in Hawaii? <laughs> I just just enjoy your life. What's like, happening with my, with my girl Tulsi? She's not picking up, she's not picking up steam at all. <laughs> she's, still, she's still sitting at 1%. Well, despite the Kremlin's best efforts. She, oh, uh, please. 
Do they think the Kremlin would invest in the Samoan girl? I don't think so. They may be paying off Trump. They're not paying off Tulsi. She's, not, she's only a 1%. <laughs> what, are they, what, are they paying, what are they paying her to do? I don't know. She was in combat, right? I she thought, was. I thought people cared about that. So what's, so what's Prince Harry, dude? Prince Harry's got 17 medals. Mm. I love when the royals go on the balcony for the photos, and they're all wearing their medals. They're war, <laughs> their war medals. First of all, what wars, what wars were they in? Second of all, Harry's not. He was actually, they all learned, somehow they all learned to fly helicopters for some reason. Hmm. That's like a thing. Like the royals learned to fly something. So that people like people go, oh, he didn't really serve. Dude, he flew helicopters. So he flew a helicopter. <laughs> he flew, he flew, dude, he flew a helicopter. Can you fly a helicopter? No, you can't. He's licensed to fly a helicopter. Actually, they sent so William Prince William. I don't know why I know this shit. He would learn how to fly a helicopter, and then like two years ago, somebody was injured somewhere in England, and they sent him out in a helicopter to go help with the rescue. And they filmed this film. Like <laughs> here comes Prince William on the helicopter coming to rescue the injured hiker or whatever it was. It's like, just doing my job, ma'am. The medals are so dumb. There's got to be, like a honestly, a microchip at this, like a scanner. Because you see, like, a general. And if I met a guy like that, I'd be like, stand still. i got to stare at your chest for, like, 18 minutes. All the Because they're just tiny patchwork of boxes. Yeah. Like, how, how am I supposed to know, oh, you can start a fire with two sticks? <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? That's the size of a... <laughs> oh, you mean it's like a Boy Scout? Like a Boy Scout patch? Like you do 100 push-ups like and you get this guy. the size of the top of a pencil eraser. Like, and it has an emblem on it. Like, that's good stitch work. But other than that, I don't know what. I used to see the, you were, I'm guessing you were never in the Boy Scouts. Um, you were not in the Boy Scouts, right? No. Okay. But I knew there were kids in my, in my town who were in the Boy Scouts. And they get like the patch for like starting fire, like you said. Or like doing 50 push-ups or 100 sit-ups. They get a patch and they wear it on the uniform. I'm like, Really? Like really, dude. Like, like what? Like even the guy who holds the world record in sit-ups doesn't have a patch. Doesn't wear a patch on his shirt that he has the world record in sit-ups. Yeah. You did fifty and you're wearing a patch. Like what? Like they would always say something like, "I have to." They make me. They make I me gotta talk to these kids and, and really go around to schools and be like, "Okay, so let's let's look at what you're doing here. If you become an Eagle Scout." You will never get laid again. No, so, no, except by young boys and your troop. Something boys to work troop. towards, and I think it's cool to learn how to be in nature and yes. and uh, you know do fires and survival and stuff. But you know, just get dropped off in the woods. <laughs> get dropped in the woods, and if you're serious, join the military when you're 18 and go be in the fucking the try off the Navy SEALs or some shit like that. Yeah, do something hardcore. You're right, the Eagle Scout thing. I mean. It's an old school, like it's borderline Hitler Youth kind of thingy, mm-hmm. like where it's like American patriotic, you know, ready for the war kind of thing in 1910 or whatever. I get that, but we're we're, we're past that now. Plus, they're letting women, they're letting girls in now, which doesn't make a lot doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Just girls, the voice guys. I can't talk about anymore. <laughs> Matt, I want to talk about other lesbians. The WNBA. Uh, so they got a new, uh, coll- I know you were rooting for this. I think you were on a hunger strike. <laughs> they got a new uh, collective bargaining agreement. So was a, there was a big hullabaloo, was it last? I don't, I honestly, I can't. Do you know when the WNBA season is? No, I, I think it's over now. I don't know. I don't it's know. in the summer because I went to a game in like July. I don't know that any guy actually, I think they run it, I guess, when the real NBA stops, right? I think so. So it starts like July, and then they have the finals like in October, November, yeah, before the real, ba- like the real men's basketball starts. <laughs> um, but there was a big thing like last, they had opted out of the collective bargaining agreement, like, will the WNBA carry on? Will it, you know, what will happen to it? This could be the end of WNBA. And like, as far as I remember, nobody really cared. <laughs> nobody really cared. No. But of course, the NBA can't lose a WNBA. They mentioned it in David Stern's eulogy. 
as one of the big one of his big accomplishments was starting the right, thing. which I don't think it was actually. Uh, as a, I think as a show as a as a showpiece. I mean, the fact that there's a look at this. There's no other professional female league like the WNBA. Right. So just for show, you got to admit it's a pretty good show. The one of, that I I don't know if it was official eulogy. It was his friend who wrote it, who's a writer, but that was like front, like first or second paragraph. It said, and, you know, the critics will say that yes. it will never make money and it's lost <laughs> money every season. And I was like, yeah, they, that's what I said. Well, but they have, I'll put it this way, they've covered themselves against the charges of, you know, female sexism, all that kind of stuff by basically running a professional league for women. Although the women are complaining about it, as women do. We're busy about it anyhow. There's no like women's football league or women's baseball league or things like that to compare. No, they're to overextending it. themselves, and and they might. And it doesn't cost it have doesn't, data. Yeah, it it doesn't cost a ton, and, no. they, and they might have data that the popularity of the game is thus enhanced, and maybe it's a, a loss league. Maybe it breaks even. I doubt that's true. But I don't think any women. You think the lesbians move from WNBA to NBA watching like in the NBA? I don't season? think there's any crossover, <laughs> no. except for the dads that I respected and felt kind of bad for that I saw taking their kids to the L.A. Sparks game. The da- daughters, you mean? Their sons. Really? Oh, no, because, no, no. That's uh, not right. Not everyone can afford that's like some uh, transgender the lower shit. bowl tickets. Oh, they are, they are really cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They don't even sell the upper bowl at the WNBA game. <laughs> so they got a new collective bargaining agreement, which included a raise. I guess someone can make up to half a million dollars in salary now. The minimum is going to be like six-figure minimum. Uh, they get to fly booked travel, pre-booked travel, because there was an incident last year where the team game had to be canceled because the the cheap charter ass plane or whatever they were on, or the economy coach JetBlue they were on was canceled. They missed the game, <laughs> had to cancel it. Oh they, well. Uh, they have to play in certain levels of arenas or something like that because they again, can't. Um, they have to have their own hotel rooms. They, they have, have their own hotel they rooms. They won't share. They won't double up. They won't double. Yeah, they won't double up, which which they probably prefer. Yeah, well, yeah, hell yeah. Because they're, <laughs> they're, les- they're lesbians. Um, that's a good one. And uh, But here's the thing. So they're, cha- they're championing this, as you saw, in sports, is like this great equality, great equality. And you, measure, you talked earlier about equality not being the same outcome, the predetermined outcome. Um, but they said, like, the WNBA, they raise the salaries, but it appeared that, uh, according to Adam Silver, they're losing like $10 million a year on the WNBA. And the whole thing only costs $25 million to run. Yeah. The whole thing is like less than LeBron's salary. So it's not that big a deal. And the NBA makes like $4 billion a year. So it's like one-tenth of 1% of their entire thing is the WNBA. So no one gives a shit. They lose. No one feels bad if they lose $10 million. But they seem to be losing money. And the argument is they should still get a raise. <laughs> they should still get a raise because that's fair. I'm like, fair by what standard? So if you work for a company and the company is losing money and you go ask for a raise, they're going to say, yeah, no, we're losing money. If you're a good employee, they're going to say, like, no, we just lost $10 million. We can't give out raises. Yeah. But here, because of WNBA, they get raises, even though the, even though the, the industry is losing money, because otherwise they're seen as sexist. Right. So it's a double standard. And I saw one woman, <laughs> it was some feminist, argued that, this is, this, and I've seen this before, that, like, okay, maybe they're losing money, but they're losing money because the women are underpaid. So if you pay them more... And put them in their own hotel rooms and fly them, you know, economy plus on United. Mm-hmm. That then they will, the league will be better. They'll make money. So the reason they're not making money now is because we're not spending enough money on the. On I the think p- I saw that same woman do, uh, stating that on Twitter or something, and you just couldn't be more wrong. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you're throwing money into a well. Yeah. Um, and if that's what the NBA wants to do. Honestly, perhaps it was a good idea to lose money on this. But, okay, 
you can't just lose all the money of the NBA. We no. can't split it up and then both leagues go out of business. No, I so. assume this is just fucking another $10 million loss for them. Right. And again, it's such a small amount of money compared to their TV contracts that they're not going to, like, what's, what are their, if you're Adam Silver, what are your options? You run a four to $6 billion league every year. The women are complaining. The women, are, the lesbians are complaining that they ha- they're missing flights and they're having to share rooms and it's unequal treatment. So let's just give them ten million dollars more and pretend that they deserve the deserve the raise. But you can't even say like, "How about I send you this message through your collective bargaining person?" Uh, you, this shouldn't exist. Like, you shouldn't be here. Be yes. grateful that you're getting paid. But you can't. But I'm saying that's what I would do. That's what you would do. <laughs> that's not what Adam Silver can do because then there's a fucking huge sexist. Hullabaloo. And the whole point of the WNBA is to stop the fact that some male athletes beat their wives or girlfriends, fuck around, Michael Jordan's ba- making babies in 70 different cities, that these aren't really necessarily great guys. And the whole point, of, and, it's, and it's maybe they're misogynist uh, uh, black dudes who fucking don't treat their ladies very nice, or the white dudes, Latvians, who don't treat their ladies nice. So the whole point is to inoculate yourself from sexism. And once you set that up as a business model, then you're fucked, right? Yeah. Because then you have to, like, you don't want to see Brittany Griner or whatever, like, in a Motel 6 complaining about how, like, she's pregnant and playing basketball <laughs> and her lesbian wife can't has to call her collector or some shit oh, like that. Oh, that was also in the uh, the new terms, uh, paid maternity leave. Yes, maternity leave. Um, it's hard to be the best athlete of all time when, when you're, you're pregnant. with child. Yeah, and by the way, as far as I know, uh, if you're a lesbian couple, you have to plan the pregnancy. There's no, there's no mistake. There's no like, there's no like accidental pregnancy. That's a good point. So it's like I wasn't trying to, but uh, it just happened. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Shay and I were, were really going at it, and like, we forgot the protection. Next thing, you know, you know. Next thing you know, there's a baby bun in the oven. If um, see, I I feel like I've someone's making this argument that this isn't enough. They need equal pay. <laughs> Well, they're never going to get 25. They're never going to give them, you know, the NBA payroll is, uh, I checked this once, the NBA or NFL, I can't remember, is the high, uh, it pays more money, salary to African Americans than any other business in the entire country. I'd believe that. It was the NBA or NFL. I can't remember. I saw this, I saw the stat, which doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're gracious, like, people, but it is a fact that it is a place where largely black athletes make a shit ton of money. They split in the NBA they split it essentially fifty fifty. Yes. I don't yes. know about the NFL. Probably lower. So the C V the, the WNBA claims because they don't get to look at the books that money and the women's soccer did the same thing, that their money it really are they really are getting a lower percentage than the men are. But there's no evidence. There's absolutely no evidence of that. And the WM, uh, the NBA is not going to open their fucking books up. It's like a music music uh, recording studio, like a <laughs> film studio, like Disney. They're not going to open the books to the profit sharing people. Yeah, those are in the vault. <laughs> that's just that's just not happening. They're screwing over the tax man, the tax man, and fucking they got money in Ireland and whatever else is going on. They're not opening the books fucking for uh, the media, the Houston Comets or whatever. Well, the game I attended. They were utilizing the entire Staples Center that day. Yes, it was a, a large. Uh, facility downtown right i would say there were 10 more fans than employees at the <laughs> right, game right uh you know you were you were the only three hot dogs you were the only probably the only new customer in the, at the game yeah you're probably like in terms of customer acquisition you were probably the one lone new customer for business <laughs> for biz dev i don't know how much merchandise how much uh uh, I don't know what the fucking LA team is called. Uh, how much merchandise you bought? Um, but yeah, it's like it doesn't. It, and the TV, by the way, the TV contract is is molded into the the NBA contract with ESPN. Yeah. So you can't even see what the TV contract is for WNBA. I assume it's minimal at best if it was isolated. 
because I don't know anybody, anybody single person who watches. And and is that a part of the NBA's negotiations with ESPN, which is Disney? Like, look, you got to run these yeah. WNBA games. Well, you watch Sports Center, right? They cover the WNBA all the time. Yeah, and I always think there should be like a warning. Like, <laughs> it's like now it's time to go take a shit. Like we're gonna we have to do our obligatory four minutes of fucking. Uh, the Sphinx versus the Lynx versus the Comets or whatever. And people you haven't heard of, and they're like playing it off, like, oh, look at this like great play with this tiny ball, colored ball, like smaller size basketball. Oh, she made a great jump stop. Great. <laughs> By the way, a lot of them are talent, very talented female players. I get it. But there's just no money. There's no money in that sport. No. Apparently, they make good salaries in, in Russia. In China, I guess people in Russia like to watch women's basketball. But you can play there. You can play there. I mean, like men for they, years... And they do. Men for years had to leave the U.S. to play soccer or to play fucking... I didn't even know, by the way, I found out this past year, there's a professional running leagues in Europe. Like, if you're a track person... <laughs> yeah. You, it's not in the U.S. There's very, very, very little in the U.S. But you go to Europe and you can be like, like 60, 80 grand a year being a runner. I'm into it. I like watching track. It's, yeah. It's the most pure sport. But these... Uh, but they're I, professional. They're profe- they have professional rate. I've never seen this. They have professional track events, and you make like ten, fifteen grand per track event. I've heard a lot of uh, WNBA players, or at least one that was very vocal, say, "Well, you know what's wrong with America that we have to go to Russia to earn this money?" And I can answer your question. Yes. American culture is vastly superior yes. to that of Russian culture. Yes. That's why we're not watching. The WNBA. You know, you never hear Got about it? you never hear about Russian uh, prostitutes complaining that they have to leave to to the West <laughs> to make money to get paid more than ten rubles a blowjob <laughs> because they have to go be fucking Trump's wife or something like that. They they never complain about having to leave the fucking Slovakia to go be a to go live on fucking Fifth Avenue in New York in a, in a, in a high rise. That's true. They actually don't complain much. They're kind of steely that way. They, well, they do rob people, though. We have sports here in the U.S. We have, I assume, the biggest sports market in the world. I mean, China's pretty big. But by money-wise, probably the U.S. is the biggest. And we support a number of sports. We just don't support women's basketball. Yeah. Uh, women's tennis seems to do pretty well. And women's soccer, I guess, not much. There's just not a lot for women's sports, now that I think about it, that makes money. But, you know, ice dancing or some shit like that. But that sucks, you know. What can you do? <laughs> and I feel, now I've just made myself feel bad for the ladies. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you, this is an existential. I like the word existential. It was used so much in 2019. Existential crisis. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that's described usually for the environment, politics, social, uh, you know, whatever it is. People use the word existential it's a lot. someone who, who recently stopped getting laid <laughs> and possibly needs a new job. Homelessness is an existential crisis. Climate is an existential crisis. Uh, the whatever is ex- everything's an existential crisis. Which to me doesn't really give a lot of sense because the, the world keeps fucking spinning no matter what we do. Um, but college, are you familiar with college humor? Yeah. The site, so they laid off like fucking shit ton of people. It looks like they're about to be closed. Hmm. I always liked college humor. It wasn't always the best humor. But I liked the fact that it was called college, college humor. They had some good stuff. And they had some good stuff. And they actually tried to make like, it was like a National Lampoon light kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, PG rated because they had to get fucking Red Bull commercials and whatever else. Sponsors. But they actually tried to make just comedy. And they laid off like 100 people this last couple weeks ago. Um, and they're blaming Facebook and other people for the revenue loss because Facebook owns fucking all internet advertising. And there's a number of reasons for this. But my qu- the question Nico asked, not me, uh, is there any way a purely independent, non-corporate conglomerate-owned comedy channel could survive in 2020? 
Because it seems like the answer is no, the obvious answer is no, and they all seem to be going away. Not just comedy channels, any sort of free thought, you know, artistic channels. Either your own, but either your, you know, Facebook, Facebook, Google, Apple, they're all doing their own content now, right. and they own sixty percent of the market and all the internet advertising market, and the rest is all owned by Viacom or Comcast or a couple other things. There's basically six or seven entities that control basically ninety nine percent of the entertainment dollars. Um, is there any way like an independent comedy channel could actually like college humor could actually survive in 2020? I don't know, not my uh, area of expertise. I thought they were into like producing movies and stuff. They were starting to they got they were bought by um, Electric uh, somebody brothers, uh, a slightly bigger company, uh, but they never got around, they never got the money raised to do any of that stuff because again, you can't as an independent, I don't think there's just any money there. It's like, okay, where are you going to distribute your product? Uh, Facebook. Okay, Facebook takes all the advertising dollars. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to get a, a channel on Comcast. No, they take all the money. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to distribute this? And yeah, you can always put stuff on the internet and YouTube. By the way, YouTube's now taking all the inter- advertising dollars. So, like, yeah, YouTube's curating stuff. And yes. And they're taking all the adver- advertising dollars now. So, it's like, where do you, yeah, the whole, to me, it's about the whole dream of the internet being just a fucking, Hogwash, right? Because I'm old enough to remember when the internet started, Matt. And uh, <laughs> the whole thing was that like anyone can be a publisher, anyone can put their product out there. This opens up, this kills the duopoly, monopolies, all the shit of media, of entertainment. Now anyone can put their stuff out there. Any guy's making funny videos can put his funny videos out there, and he's going to be seen and recognized and make money, a living off of it. Musicians too, same thing. And that happened for a few years. Yeah. And then it all knows, it all slowly, in the last 15 years, it just knows that it's, it's zero. It's always zero. someone with like a cushy gig, like just for example, it's like Trevor Noah being like, look, you don't need, you know, these corporations anymore. Yes. You know, you can just make your own content. It's like, yeah, you could make it, but uh, yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it at that point. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're with Disney, so. There's no way, there's absolutely no way to. So Facebook, what they did is they lured a couple years ago. Before YouTube even even started doing this, they lured people to Facebook and said, "Look, we own sixty percent of the uh, fucking eyeballs. Put your video content, all your stuff on Facebook. We'll share the revenue and everything like that." And they only left their their old models like College Humor and built huge Facebook channels, followings, and started to make a little bit make money off it. And then Facebook went, "Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that anymore." So uh, because you're using our customers, we're taking basically all your advertising money and fuck and fu- and fu- you. And so even though you've taken, moved 2 million people to Facebook, eh, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter to us anymore. Goodbye. Uh, and we're doing our own Facebook Watch comedy shows now, so later. Um, and YouTube did essentially the same. Google and YouTube did essentially the same thing. So it's really, how do you, you're right. I mean, you could make a great like, TV show yourself, I suppose. How would people possibly see it? And if they see it, how it, no one pay, we know this. No one pays. No one pays for shit, like the voluntary shit. Yeah, uh, I love our subscribers, but like most people, ninety percent, ninety nine percent people will not pay for shit if they like it online, because you know the, we're in a generation now where people think anything on the line is free. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you like? There's no. I, I think the answer is no. I don't think you're going to see. I think Trevor Noah's is independent, is independent, making four million a year from, from Comedy Central's as independent as you're going to get. Yeah, you just got to help you get, hope you get swallowed up a little bit. I think, but you can't like what happens to subvert. What happens to subversive content then? Well, I think Facebook. I believe this sounds vaguely conspiratorial, but I believe that their sort of uh, objective is to eliminate the far right and the far left and then the sort of outside right and outside left and make this as streamlined as possible. 
um, just to label anything vaguely inflammatory as yes. hate speech. Yes. Uh, you know, treat everyone with kid gloves like this, infantilize everyone. And I mean, I might have mentioned it before, but it's it's also translating against platforms. Like I was listening to NPR shortly after Epstein died in prison. Ugh. And the host said, uh, well, you know, we want to talk about how he was allowed to get away with these sexual assaults. We don't want to talk about if there's a lot of crazy conspiracy people saying he might have not killed himself, but we're not going to dignify that. And it's like, wow, uh, you don't think that's a possibility. So anything that you don't get directly from a higher up source is now a kooky yeah. Fake news story. Yeah, and, and and I mean, I looked at the Apple lineup of Apple shows and Facebook shows. They're all van- it's all vanilla content, which is fine. I mean, that's what network TV did forever. They created vanilla content when they had they owned the means of distribution. Um, but the whole internet was supposed to stop, was supposed to reverse that, so that you could have fucking chocolate and strawberry out there as well and yeah. other shit. And it's just the problem is the money. I mean, there's just no money. I mean, unless you know. Uh, you know they have the what's his name uh, Katzenberg and the chick who ran for president are started up a, a short form video thing online with billions of dollars in venture capital and and I looked at the stuff they're doing it's all fucking mediocre vanilla crap you know no one's pushing the boundaries on anything and I kind of remember like ten fifteen years ago when they did like there was all that shit online uh, on YouTube and other places that was really sort of you know all heresy like anti counterculture stuff yeah and it was a really fun time. And then it's all it's all gone. Well, if you ever feel like voting Republican, I mean, you can blame that entire party for the fact that there seems to be a lack of like independent content or anything expressing independent thought. They allowed all these uh, conglomerates to merge, meaning there's less and less room for anything outside of the box because mm-hmm. they don't have to compete with each other as much by having more interesting stuff because people are just going to watch what's on TV. Um, that dude Raj, that dork that runs the FAA. And Colin Powell's oh FCC fucking impotent son. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? FAA. He <laughs> <laughs> might run the FAA too. <laughs> oh, the FCC. Yeah, yeah, although the people FCC is only over the airwaves, right? So it's like that's going to control some of it. But like the internet, which is where every eyeball is now. Well, they're pushing against neutrality too, though. Yes, I yes. Mean, but I mean, it's like it's so Google and Google and Facebook own ninety eight percent of internet advertising dollars flow through there. Something like that, ninety five percent, some incredible number like that. The two of them alone, mm-hmm. and there's like a little Bing or Yahoo, whatever the hell it is. Um, but they basically control all internet advertising. So you can't, unless you find a channel that goes through them, you can't make money online unless you're doing subscription based. And people are trying that, like we do with Patreon, and there's all these new subscription channels and stuff like that. We can either donate or pay a dollar if you want to do. Uh, Fucking not Jim Gaffigan, but some other lesser comic, you know, has some stuff online, tries mm-hmm. to make a living that way. But you're basically busking. You're basically putting the hat out and asking for money. Yeah. That's sort of how it is. Um, you can't get mainstream either social or, or, or cable distribution for anything outside of their system. Yeah, I've seen... There's this one alt-right dude who I don't want to even mention the guy's <laughs> name, but he's been deplatformed from Twitter and yes. everything for... Uh, just dropping in bombs constantly. And, but you're not talking uh, about Milo, are you? No, because I kind of like Milo. I didn't like what he said, but I liked there was a gay, gay dude, like just like said stupid shit and did his hair a lot. It's just kind of funny. I guess I, don't, I, don't I like that he, he. I like that he existed. I like that he existed <laughs> because it. I don't like what he's saying, but I like anybody who is like fucking throwing bombs. From my, like not fucking racist or shit like that, but people are just like I don't give a fuck like what you think of me. Yeah, I'm gonna say shit till you deplatform me. I kind of like that. 
and I mean, there's an argument, I guess, that getting deplatformed is good publicity or whatever. But I don't know. I think that you lose dries money. up pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people begging for their fans to mail them. <laughs> Really? Money in a mailbox. Does that work? Because I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't know. We could try I'm it. Do well, then they're going to know where we live. I'm going to do that soon. Yeah, that's not worth it. Um, but no, there's no, there's literally no, there's no, I mean, and it, I think it changed a lot. I mean, I remember 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, especially when YouTube started and other places started, that there was a lot of fucking fresh content out there. And there are a lot of people, even just, even some people that were like, Existing, you know, fairly uh, established comedians and other people were doing like sort of rogue stuff mm -hmm. um, because they're like, oh, fuck, I can get my camera and just like so make shit I want to do and, you know, get some of my buddies together. And they made, you know, fucking, I remember Gay Robot as an example. <laughs> Gay Robot was one of my, uh, that was, what's his name? Uh, uh, was it Nick Swartz? Yeah. I think so. And I was just like, oh, man, this stuff is going to be great. Like, I love, there's going to be like 10,000 shows like Gay Robot. <laughs> like, I'm just going to watch this shit all day long. Like, people just like fucking goofing and for like, you know, two thousand bucks, they can make a TV series, and like, and they got money, so they're gonna make some good shit. Right, all went away, all went away. So yeah, I mean, there's a few guys now on Instagram that are doing like deep fake, like Kyle Dunnigan. I think mm -hmm. I know he got a pilot on Comedy Central. I'm not sure if they picked it up, but that was all Instagram. He, you know, he right. does these goofy videos on Instagram. Or he uh, does face swapping stuff, and people are into it. But that's one story. Yeah, you know, it's not like. You know, I see people putting in so much time on Instagram, chicks promoting their Instagram like nonstop, just trying to get Instagram followers and no money, zero money. It's in that. like, what is this doing for you? No, this is not a career. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> and the influencer money is drying up. That fake influencer money is drying up as well. They're going to start enforcing the. Uh, well, they also realize that like it doesn't work. Like they're not really like. There's a few influencers you're not that influencing work. anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not influencing anyone. They're like they're there's, like it's all gone to niche niche stuff. Like where like if you're into a very very specific thing, you can influence people in that category. But they're not looking for just hot chicks to fucking push shit any longer. But there's so many. I know there are. There's, I know. And also Instagram has done something else with Facebook where they're also not just deplatforming people, but they're doing something where they're getting rid of likes, they're getting rid of other stuff to try and stop the people making to, money off of it. To make it kind of more... Uh, Egalitarian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can't build an Instagram business. They're going to Facebook, too. Yeah. They're, Zuckerberg's not an idiot, dude. Like he's, like he's like looking around like, how are people making money off of us? Let's take that money. Like, you know, it's our business. It's free. They're not paying us. And, and this chick's making 50 grand. This chick's making 40 grand. This guy's making 80 grand. How do we get that money for ourselves? Yeah, you want them working much harder for that. Yeah. So if you spread out all those fans over, you know, there's millions of chicks with a hot ass. Yes. Um, or YouTube, like YouTube makeup artist video, whatever. Like, okay, you were making 80% of the money. Now you're making 20% of the money. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to go? Like, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Go outside your house and do makeup tutorials and see how many people are watching. So you need YouTube. We have fucking 800 million fucking daily visitors and you need us. So they got, they, they you know, I, I don't blame them for being fucking predatory. I mean, they built the fucking platform. Um, but they control, they control fucking everything. So I'm just sad. It just made me sad. College humor is going away. National Lampoon went away. All of all the fucking stuff, shit I love went away. Semi-independent stuff where they actually poked fun at like, you know, where they actually spoke truth to power, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. There's no more truth to power. There's no more, there's no more fucking George Carlin. Power won. Power, power definitely won. <laughs> Right, let's talk about fat people for a second. Are you? You're. I know you're. This is going to upset you because you're a big Lizzo fan. Do you know who Lizzo is, by the way? 
She's a singer, I believe. She is. I don't know her ethnic origins. No, uh, she's black. Is she black? Fully black or like know. Jamaican, whatever? I just assume sassy people are Jamaican or Haitian. So right. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say Haitian or, <laughs> or black. Uh, she came out of nowhere, meaning that I never saw or heard of her, and then all of a sudden I saw her in every single fucking article in Hollywood Trades and stuff mm-hmm. like six months ago. But I guess she's a fat, really fat chick who like sings about like how fabulous she is. Right. Right. And I heard uh, my daughter maybe listen to one of her songs, and it's all about like doing my hair, doing my nails, going to like find me a guy who des- I deserve, you know, whatever it's like the ladies. fat Beyonce. Yeah, like a fat Beyonce. Um, but she's really fat. She's not just like, you know, she's past Adele. By the way, Adele lost like 100 pounds. I saw that. Um, and now she looks, by the way, when you lose that much weight, you look horrible. So you got to do it really slowly, I think. Yeah. It looks like she went into a concentration camp for like six months. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. You get like the sun, because I think the first place you lose weight is like in your face. So you get like that sunken sort of meth face going on. Right. And you just look like you're ill. You just look ill. That's why like fat guys, you can't tell how old they are. No. Because the fat just pushes. It's like a balloon. (laughs) It's really good for your skin. So uh, that's why all those uh, like skinny ladies have to get the injection, the lipo injections in their face. Mm. Because when they're really skinny, the first place like the fat goes or you notice it is in your face because your skin is really thin there. God so, forbid you got a just luck of the draw, a big ass vein in your forehead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that looks weird. But you're right. If you have like chubby cheeks, you, you're kind of ageless. Yeah. Um, so Lizzo uh, is this uh, fat woman who sings about being fabulous and wears lots of gold. And she did a twerking thing like a month ago at the Lakers game where she pulled her pants down and was in a, in a thong and she twerked. They like put her up on the screen and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it was just disgusting, fat, giant, like obese, comic, comically obese ass. <laughs> like <laughs> large enough that it's not funny any longer. Right. I mean, well, I guess large enough that it is funny, but she didn't mean it to be funny. So kind of there's sad. a real there's a, a, an area I was thinking about this because I was watching Man versus Food. And oh and God, I'm, I can't watch that show. I'm it makes you vomit. oddly compelled by that show. Want to the guy with the mustache, the new guy, yeah. is the redhead guy. Yes, and I was thinking about how they had to look for the guy. Yes. So they have to illustrate that he loves to eat, and yes. so he's going to be a little overweight. Yep. for the purposes of the show. He can't be sad guy fat. No, he no. can't be disgusting. No, he can't be six hundred pound man. Like he's gonna die soon. Yeah. But he's got to be unhealthy. But yeah. like he he could tighten it up if he gave him six yes. months. Yes, uh, and but passionate like, about and passionate about eating. Yes, yes. Like it's a real thing. Like that's a real thing. Even though the competitive eater guys, a lot of them are, are skinny. Are skinny. Yes. But I get why he has to be cute fat. He looks like a, he looks like a a caucus voter in Iowa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch him eat a bucket of ice cream. Yes. I don't know why. Could be writing a book. Uh, but Lizzo, I think, is uh, like, it's not like, it doesn't ruin my day to look at her. Have you seen, did you see the new bikini photos? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she does, I mean, she's wearing a gold, like a gold shiny bikini on the beach and wherever she is. Oh, I saw that. Okay. So she obviously wants to be seen. I mean, first of all, a obese woman, obese black woman in a bikini is going to get a lot of attention on the beach, anywhere, resort. Mm-hmm. When you're wearing gold and then you're famous, obviously you're going to get tons of paparazzi. Um, so here's the story. So Jillian Michaels, uh, who is the... She's uh, a troll. She is a troll. Although I will say that she does a shitload of, she does a shitload of charity work. Um, but she's, she's married. She's a lesbian, fattest loser lady, whatever. She yells at fat people to lose weight. Um, which I guess is not the worst thing in the world because at least like, you know, she's not yelling at them to get fat. 
<laughs> it could be worse. She's kind of yelling at them to like be healthier. It just rubs people the wrong way when she's you know ninety five pounds. Yes, but whatever. She's still right. But she yeah yeah. So she yeah. So she said Lizzo like, and she wasn't picking on Lizzo in particular. But Lizzo is the most famous fat person in the country at the moment. There's always one famous fat obese person. Yeah, and she's like jiggling her. Then they die. Jiggling her tits and what? Yeah, like you know. Oh, Louis Anderson's still Find alive. A new one. Still alive. And um, surprisingly, so and doing well. Um. So she said, like, oh, it's funny. I mean, she's talking about empowerment and female empowerment and body empowerment and stuff like that. It's, it, but it's not empowering to be obese, you know, because it's not funny when you get diabetes and die. <laughs> was basically what she said. Right. And she didn't mean, like, I hate, she's probably never met Lizzo. I don't hate her. But she's saying, like, we shouldn't idolize, women especially, shouldn't idolize obese women and say, it's our best life to be obese and to shake our, shake our you know, fucking high knees and twerk our high knees on camera when you're obese. Because the downside is you're going to fucking get diabetes and die. Right. And, oh, she's got back fucking backlash for that. <laughs> like, which is like, but like, you know, it's like that's the perversion of the world we live in today, which is that uh, Jillian Michaels, who I assume, let's say her heart's in the right place, maybe she's trying to get publicity, but her heart's in the right place. We're like, we shouldn't, I'm a trainer. I help people lose weight. I'm saying we shouldn't idolize fucking obesity. You yeah. know, we shouldn't fucking fantasize that it's a, jo- a joyous place to be. Because it's not. You're going to die and it's unhealthy. Everyone agrees with that. You know, we're not 10 pounds overweight. You're fucking obese. But the backlash is like, is like crazy. And you can't, do anything, you can't do anything about it anymore. Yeah. Like even you're stating like a given fact. Like if a, what if a doctor said it? Like a doctor would be thrown out of his office. Like he couldn't go back. But it's a peck mentality. And it's reflective of the fact that I don't know, you know, the numbers are different. But what percentage of Americans are obese now. It's around 50 or... Oh, it's a lot. So. It's like 45% women and 35% men. So, you know, that's a lot of people that they don't want to admit they have a problem. What if those people are Lizzo fans? I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, I, I agree with that part. But I think it's also like we've come to a point now when you can't mock anybody. You can't mock anybody. Well, what if... Even, c- even if it's met in, in, this, in a uh, healthy spirit. You know, what's weird with food, because I met this guy that had... He was... Normal weight, a little on the chubby side, but he used to have this psychotic eating problem. Like he had a clinical issue right. in that he would like eat a bunch of food because yeah. he hated himself. And somehow he got therapy and got over that. But he's like, the fucked up thing is that now that I'm you know normal and eating like a normal person, you still have to eat. So it's not like I was drinking a handle of vodka a day. Right. Like, okay, you never touch vodka again. That's easy. Yes. This is like you're still kind of just putting a little of that poison in you. Yes. Um, but what if you saw a guy... Do you know Shoe Nice? No. You shouldn't. He's a guy on YouTube. People send him uh, full bottles of Bacardi 151. Um, what? They send him a full unopened bottle of... Uh, Patron of Everclear. He drinks the full. He chugs a full bottle of Bacardi 151, a fifth yeah. of it, and then he. You see the alcohol hitting his system, and he starts slurring his words. And it's very sad. And I don't know. If he's wow, dead wow. now or what? But wow. Well, he will be soon. He ate shoe polish and stuff. But if someone saw that, I'm surprised said, they. Allow, I'm surprised they allow that on YouTube. By the way, me too. Yeah, that seems on like there. that seems like a disturbing, like sort of. Uh, poisoning yourself kind of like I'm going to poison myself now like a suicidal type thing it, well it is yeah it's very disturbing but uh, <laughs> you're, you, you favored it a couple I, times uh, I'm you a fan some likes. you <laughs> some likes but if you saw that and if you see a person that's 100 pounds overweight it's like look you're doing something wrong this is part of it's genetic but you, you wouldn't 
it, you wouldn't say to this guy that's chugging the vodka, like, no, you're great. You don't have a problem. That's not bad for you. Well, especially health. if he was highlighting that in like music videos about how amazing it was. That's kind of what he's doing. He's, he's acting like he has a great, like he can do whatever he wants. And but he's, he's not like, if he was like doing videos like, drink the fucking bottle of Everclear and fucking babes will fuck you and you'll be super cool and all stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be really disturbing. I mean, but not of, a bad analogy in terms of. But he's sort of he's like a, he's like more like a geek like a freak si- sideshow thing like he's more like I'll eat something for a dollar whatever yeah, you get for a dollar. So is a chick that. Did you know a kid in high? Do you ever know a kid in high school or grade school who would do that? By the way, who'd eat shit for like a dollar? No, I remember that. I don't, like I'll just swallow this penny for a dollar. I don't know why people did that. Like, I I'll, remember there's a kid in high school we could bet, and you would bet him if you liked something or not. So he'd say, Matt, you're going to love this Tupac song. Yeah. And I'd say, are you sure? I'll, I'll bet you 10 bucks I don't. And then he'd play I go, I don't like that. And he never figured it out. He was retarded. I feel horrible was for it taking a, was, it, was it Oxford High School? Where'd you, where'd you go with these <laughs> fucking like, philosophical bets? <laughs> we had a dude who let people punch him in the stomach for a dollar. And he didn't have good t- stomach muscles, by the way. <laughs> but you could do it. Uh, you weren't allowed to wind up. If you wanted to wind up, it was $2. Oh. Yeah. He thought that through. It was a, well, it was a tough thing that, because you had to think about, do I want to wind up for an extra dollar? Because I really kind of want to punch him as hard as I can. Yeah. But, you know, it's $2. And, you know, you had like $3 in your whole pocket for high school. Right. You're right. like, eh, do- I'll do the dollar. <laughs> you punch him. They go, ow. Like it really hurt him because he, he'd flex his stomach, but he had no muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I miss high school. You would think he would actually develop some. He must have just had t- terrible genes. Well, I think he figured, like, I don't want to get hit in the face, right? I don't want to get hit. Like, I'm going to hit in the stomach because the worst half is going to hurt. But, like, it's if not. If you're tightening your, your gut 10 times a day and. I mean, you've seen Rocky Train. They, well, do, they punch you in the gut. It wasn't. It wasn't like there was a line of people around the corner to punch him. It was just like you know, it would be like he'd be like, you need like beer money or something like that. He'd like he'd like get five people off or give him a dollar. He'd like punch him in the stomach. Right. He was a very enterprising young man. I wonder where he is today. <laughs> he's probably still getting punched. In the, probably still Congress, getting punched. There's in the so many congressmen. I mean, he's got to be one of the four hundred and sixty. <laughs> he probably is. But uh, so here's the thing: societally, culturally, we live in a place now when you can't like. You can't mock people anymore without, like, yeah, I mean, most people agree. I mean, if you look, okay, you and I, and most people know agree that, like, yeah, she's fat and you should call her out for it. But realistically, in terms of the media dollar, the media audience, not just social media, but where, like, you know, you know, major cable channels are, whatever else it is, entertainment magazines, all stuff like that, have to report it as, like, an attack on her, you know, an attack on her personal thing and self-esteem and that there's no one way a body should look and women are beautiful inside and out and stuff like that. I'm like, well, no, that's not actually the, that's not actually the answer. That's hurting, back to my theory, that women's magazines and women's media outlets hurt women way more than men ever do, which is like they just play into whatever the, vi- whatever the vibe is right. to make them feel good, whether or, not, whether or not it's healthy or not. They just play the feel-good vibe, like you should buy these fucking $500 shoes and you'll feel happy lie <laughs> like you just be obese you could be happy lie right they just play into that and women because it's where the money is and women go for it and they fucking damage seems to damage a lot of women that way i'm a feminist man yeah and you can you know there's a huge separation you don't need to mock the person or make them feel horrible about themselves but she is advocating she's advertising like this is the way to be and just you don't have to be a doctor to say that's not something you should aspire to do you remember that uh, we cover that obese my, Tess Holiday or something. She was obese. Yeah, she was really British. 
And the, the doc, she said, and it's, her doctor said she's fine, that it shouldn't affect her pregnancy at all. She like, said, she said that her doctor, her doctor, her doctor said. said that. She but it's like, and her doctor is like, and like thinking, like, should I say I didn't really say that? No, I'll fucking get fucking rocks thrown out my window, and women will be chanting outside my fucking place, and stuff like that. Somebody pointed today, by the way, I don't know why you're not there, but today's the Women's March in L.A. Yeah, it's isn't it called something different, like Right to Life. Uh, no, they think it's called the still, it's still the still, it's still the anniversary of the date they protest against Trump four years, three or four years ago. Oh, okay, but uh, it is noticeably uh, entirely white because in the, they always like Black Lives Matter. All these other groups were uninvited to attend. So oh yeah, so it is just sort of white women <laughs> marching down the street. I'm sure they're yelling. Uh, uh, someone said uh, I saw a black columnist or something saying today. Today's the real day I realized the pink pussy hat is not really meant for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> was never, funny. Was never meant for me. Which you know I don't. You never saw a lot of minorities out there. It was always the white women being crazy about reproductive rights. Yeah, uh, wearing the pink fucking vaginas. Wait, why were the um, minority groups disinvited? They always say they don't want to mix the messages and so forth. Oh, I see. So, but like all the women's group, it was women. Black Lives Matter. Or women's edition or whatever the fuck it was. They disinvite all the women's group. They initially disinvited like the pro-life women's groups. Mm-hmm. Then they disinvited Black Lives Matter women's group and stuff like. They don't want to like their message to be tainted. I'm not sure what their message is because someone like said like, "What are you exactly not equal at yet?" <laughs> and then there's never really good. There's never really good response. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, there's never there's never a valid response. They'll pull up the equal pay or something like that. They're still pushing that equal rights amendment. I saw. Virginia became the after fifty years. Virginia became the fiftieth, thirtieth state to like ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. But the thing is, we've surpassed like by some multiple factors of benefits to women way past what's the Equal Rights Amendment. Yeah. So, so they actually re, it would regress. Women would regress in terms of their their legal rights if we if we actually passed the Equal Rights Amendment. That was like nineteen seventy three. It started, and sort of on that level. If you're going to advocate morbid obesity as like some kind of pillar of self worth or whatever if you're i don't think tess holiday could complete the march that's got to be what two miles round trip you're right you're not running it it's not a 5k but like you do have to get on your feet and traverse some distance yeah she would be huffing and puffing puffing. uh the best comment i saw was a guy and i was waiting for this comment was like as long as a five thousand year laser downtown could you tidy up skid row (laughs) (laughs) which is funny, but also so true because if like five, if they just spent like four hours helping out Skid Row, right. they could probably make it really clean instead of just marching to Pershing Square and doing fucking whatever their what the yelling speeches are and leaving their trash leaving their trash behind. Right, it's not gonna help anybody. <laughs> All right, Matt, I want to end today's show on the Oscars. The Oscars are coming up. Uh, are you going to have an Oscar party again this year? Do you wear a tuxedo and dress like the 1920s and host Oscar parties? <laughs> no, I usually go to one and I... You bet, you bet on them, right? I, I have before. I, I got my ass kicked last never year. Went. I never went to my Oscar bets. Um, because I, it was, I think it used to bet on like... So I think 20 years ago, it was sort of easier to figure out who's going to win. It was always Tom Hanks in some big movie. Yeah. And now it's become like this whole political thing. Well, like, like, yeah, like five years ago, it was like, okay, gay, minority, these things yes. are good. But then it kind of like, there was like a slight brushback against that. Like, you don't just win now by being... Well, there was a, the fucking movie, with like the French movie where there was no li- dialogue one. Right. Like the singing, dancing movie of France one. And then... Okay, you thought La La Land was going to win for sure as like this old school musical that everybody loved because it was a throwback. 
And they get to the, the gay black uh, guy with AIDS in Miami. <laughs> Moonlight. What was that called? Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. That's actually a good movie, though. I, I finally watched it. Not a bad movie, but you're like thinking, like, is this, there's no way this is going to win. I mean, 20 years right. ago, there's no way that wins. And not because it's black. It could have been, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Hanks won in Philadelphia for being the first guy with AIDS, like whatever it was. But like a smaller film about an up-and-coming black coming of age. The whole Academy Awards are like, you wear a gown and a tuxedo and it's big. And like, hurrah. The, oh, yeah, like La La Land. Big stars singing. It's not like gay kid with yes. HIV. Yeah. Going around on the streets. Liberty's grown cocks. up in Liberty City. Like, what? No. what are these two things happening? It was common? never supposed to. They, okay, they never gave it to like Star Wars. Never won like a fucking Oscar ever. Um, but they always gave it to something that was like at least like a, a Hollywood gladiator, like gladiator one, like a Hollywood movie, a big uh, something with shots, but you know, and somebody had made money at the box office. Yeah. Um, but so so this year they went, but so like, was it three years ago? Spike Lee uh, protested and, and boycotted, and they then the following year they made sure every single black person who was ever in a movie got nominated <laughs> for an award. <laughs> it's like well, they they. Uh, they Bill Cosby, I think Bill Cosby was not. They redid the Academy. They put Kevin Hart in the Academy mm-hmm. and other black people as well. I think it's like thirty three percent female, forty percent female now, and twenty five percent minority, and so forth. But so the big one was the big overlook was like first of all, uh, there's not there's mostly white guys who would nominate for these awards. Although as I noted myself, uh, best supporting actor, not a single Jewish person in the in the category. Oh. How can you not have a Jewish person in the category based on demographics in Hollywood? That doesn't make any sense to me. There's way more Jews than blacks, and, and we didn't get a single nomination. <laughs> I want to fucking protest. That's, I agree. It's inexcusable, especially because, you know, character actors yes, usually kind of on the Jewish side. Jewish, Jewish side, for yeah. sure. Um, so Greta Gerwig, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, who's married to Noah Baumbach or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Did you see Marriage Story? Yes. Well, did you like it? Uh, no. No. <laughs> he should have fucked every other woman in his life and divorced that crazy person yes. immediately. She was an annoying, crazy person. I've seen five minutes of him, and that's what I took away from it. And I, I don't like Adam Driver, uh, and I can't watch him emote. I know he's a great emoter, but I can't watch him emote because he's just tall, and it bothers me that I knew he used to be in the Marines. Um, <laughs> it just and he's so he's so 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 bad in, in the star as a bad guy in Star Wars, right? As the emoting emoting uh, bad guy in Star Wars. That I just can't. I don't like. I, I like him in comedies. I don't like him when he's emoting. His voice is really weird. It's like he just went through puberty. Yeah. He's like, like and he's six, like, still in the awkward. Phase. He's awkwardly tall for Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and he's got like a weird sort of tall guy, like uh, basketball player guy face, and he just emotes like so heavily. You can see like the, the the fucking mechanisms going on where he's just like fucking working tear, sorrow, glad, like he's just going <laughs> through this thing, and he's like. He's not a bad actor, but it's like it's he does everything really, you know, as opposed to subtle. Yeah, it's hardcore, and uh, I don't want to watch that movie. And then and, and Scarlett Johansson, I, I don't like. They had to make it in in that movie uh, that he cheated. Right, he was in. Uh, you know, he wasn't uh, faithful because otherwise, no one would have been on the side of this woman who right. just seemed to be destroying his life for completely <laughs> selfish reasons. Yes. Um, well, she's like an actress, right? So she's like self-involved or she's in the arts or something. So she's very self-involved. Yeah. But I figured the point was that they were both very imperfect. Yes. But it's like, well, she was just a worse person than he than his character was. I get the... It was, so apparently it was semi-autobiographical <laughs> for his parents. Oh. So I guess that he had... Like he was trying to stay true to the fact that maybe he sided more with his dad than his mom or maybe his mom really was like that. Right. So... But it is funny. It's funny that Scarlett Johansson's on her... 
She's marrying Colin Jost, which is still kind of funny. But uh, she's on her. She's like thirty one. She's on her third marriage. So it is kind of like was well, kind of perfect casting right, right. for like the woman who ru- ruins all her marriages. <laughs> uh, still not watching it. Uh, so Greta Gerwig did Little Women. Uh, uh, she's married to Noah Baumbach or whatever his name is, and she did Little Women, which I looked up as a twelfth version of Little Women. And I've heard it's amazing. I'm not going to see it because it's fucking Little Women. I didn't see the first one or the last eleven. I don't even know what it is. It's a the based on the um, fucking 19th century novel by a woman, Jane Austen. No, no. Uh, I want to say Louisa May Alcott. It's something I had to read like in middle school. Okay, that's all I remember. I had to read in middle school. It's about like three little sisters in the prairie, whatever the fuck they are. It's like a uh, women love the story. It's called fucking Little Women, right? Um, and they're very proud, you know, early feminine, you know, taking care of themselves, independent, you know, whatever girls. Sounds boring. Sure does, but they made it like 12 times because every time they have to make them because every female. Director, actress wants to be in Little Women because it was a book they read in middle school that all moved them so much. Mm. So she made another one, and apparently it's really good. And she's a good, she did Lady Bird, which I really liked. Um, so she's a good. I mean, think assume she's a good director. Um, and she made this movie it's supposed to be really good, but she wasn't nominated for best director. Although Little Women was nominated for best movie because mm-hmm. they had to. Um, and the whole idea is that it's like Oscar's so masculine now because it was five Scorsese and then uh, the, the guy did Joker, Todd Phillips, and Greta Gerwig's fairly masculine. Just. So we're on the same page here. Uh, well, she is married. She seems to be heterosexual, she heterosexual binary. I'm saying she's a masculine she woman. She seems to be binary. I don't mean that as a uh, as a criticism. She's clearly the only. She was clearly the only woman who could have been nominated. And so like, the whole thing is like everything is like oh, so many women made so many great movies, directed so many great movies here. How can not one of them be in there? I'm like, okay, first of all, we only know one. It was Little Women because yeah, a lot of women made other movies that nobody saw or nobody cared about. Um, and I think she was probably, it was probably, first of all, she got nominated for a Lady Bird, her first big movie, uh, two years ago. So it's not like they're holding shit against her. Right. Uh, out of the gates. And I had to look this up because, like, if Scorsese had done Little Women, he would have been nominated. Scorsese is one of the most overlooked Oscar guy ever. That's so a good point. He wasn't nominated for, he wasn't even nominated for Taxi Driver. Right. Um, he finally got nominated for Raging Bull, and, and some, a good, he didn't win for those movies. <laughs> he was like, he was even when he finally started getting nominated. I mean, how do you get not? How do you not get nominated for Taxi Driver? I don't know. Uh, mean Streets and the other movies he did. He didn't. And then he finally won for like The Departed. Like after like it was his twelfth film or whatever. And the joke was he could never win. Right. Um, so I don't know if you want to be treated like Scorsese. She was nominated on her very first film. There's no evidence. Yeah. There's no actual evidence that women are being discriminated against in the directing category. Scorsese's also like 75 or 80 years old. Oh, he's gonna get nominated every. First of all, The Irishman was a huge like to do, and Netflix probably God knows how much money they're putting around. Um, but he now he's in that category. Yes, he's gonna get nominated every. I'm time just saying that Greta Gerwig and Martin Scorsese are not at the same level in the business. I mean, no. he's been directing movies since the 1960s, late 60s. Yeah, and, and I think, and, and Todd Phillips, you know, did the Joker, which is a fucking, made over a billion dollars. It totally broke the mold on a film. It was like, you know, amazing. It was amazing directorial work. I haven't seen Little Women. Maybe it's an amazing version of Little Women. But there's no evidence that there's actually like, that women aren't being nominated. Now, it may be that women don't direct as many films as men, so they don't have as many opportunities to make yeah. great movies. That's possible. Or maybe there aren't as many black people directing or starring in movies as white people. I'm not sure if that's true. So maybe they don't have as many chances to be nominated. That may be a studio issue. But this, this, this uh, accusation of the Academy, and I have no spiel in the Academy, and actually most of them are horrible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the idea that they're all ra- you know, that these progressive Hollywood people are all somehow racist or sexist because they're not nominating these films, they just pick the fucking films they like the best. Yeah. Um, and there's some, if, the pol- if there's any politics always leaning towards inclusiveness, 
because they feel like they have to. So I, I don't understand. It's just never going to stop with like Twitter complaint. Like first it would have been, well, how come a movie like Little Women can't get made? It's like, yeah, well, we, they made it and they promoted it heavily. Yes. And now it's like, well, how come no one doesn't? Everyone doesn't agree it's the best movie of all time. Like, well, because they, they just don't. You know, people still have free will despite what you know your your intentions here. Um, yeah. She well, they don't, they don't. So I, I only like what like six or nine percent of like. Films over a certain budget are made by women female directors because there aren't many female directors. Like thirty years ago, there were not many female attorneys or doctors. Yeah, now it's all female attorneys and doctors, and now there's actually more women graduating college than there are men, and now there's more. There's actually more. Did you see more women in the workplace than there are men now in the United States? Interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, so it's all changed. There will be at some point many more female directors, like Greta Gerwig, who's now like thirty three or thirty four, who will, Scorsese's forty years older than she is. So when he started, it was biased against him because he was a little fucking Italian dude from New York and he was making New York movies and nobody wanted to fucking give him awards because it was too fucking authentic and they thought it was too real and they wanted to do fucking upbeat movies. They wanted to give awards to upbeat movies, like what Spielberg was doing. Uh, So yeah, it goes in cycles. But that's not the Academy's fault. What are they supposed to do? Fucking nominate all these bunch of shitty (laughs) shitty films for like, or like you said, have equal three women, three, three men, even though it's not the same field? It's also possible in terms of like, because you know how all women uh, hate each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're jealous yeah. of each yeah, other. Yeah, they do. The catty. So when there's like a they big destroy each other. You know, Spider-Man movie or Fast Furious, like guys look at those movies and they they want to come out like, oh, there's going to be car chases, yes. guy stuff, guys, big muscles, guys beat each other up, bunch yes. of guys. I love that stuff. This is the women on the prairie. I don't know what they're doing, washing with buckets and stuff. I, I'm just really ignorant as to what those this, old boards, those old washboards. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> it's it's not the type of thing. Like we we got to go out and and see. Like it might just never even out to like the same representation at the box office and therefore theatrically. Just a theory. I think more men pick the movies that the couples go to than women do in general because they're more strong. They're strong about it, or women are just willing to sacrifice. Or women like those other movies a little bit more than they're. I think women are more willing to see a guy movie than guys are willing to see a girl movie. Yeah, which is sort of fair. That's I think true of all social activity. Like women go out with other women when they do chick stuff, whereas when couple stuff they tend to do more guy stuff than girl stuff, just because the girls are more tend to be more submissive. Right, like they're more willing to go like, oh yeah, I'll go see fucking uh, Transformers or I'll go see. Uh, Fast and Furious Seven with you, whatever. Whereas if, if the guy, if the woman said, "Let's go see Little Women," they would go, "No, no, we're not going to well, see Little Women." Yeah. Also, to back that up, like in my case, I have a lot of friends, and a lot of them are really funny and and interesting. And the women I've dated have either had no friends, <laughs> well, <that's that> <laughs> or they've kind of just tolerated their friends. So therefore, you end up doing more stuff with like I'm friends with mostly guys because they're fun. And therefore, you're doing more guy stuff as well. Well, they, I mean, some of these some of these women's movies do pretty well, but I mean, have to be like the that fucking uh, bachelorette party. What was the one that Paul Feig did? Um, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids did really well, made a ton of money. Yeah. So if they're done, if it's a spot and done right, and also guys can see it, it does pretty well. Women don't choose up movies as much, but women buy a lot more music and buy a lot more other things, and there's other categories where women buy a lot more of than men do. Yeah. But in terms of theatrical movie going, it tends to be, tends to be more male. It tends to be younger male, which is why they put out fucking tentpole blockbuster films in Marvel comic yeah. movies make a ton of money. So it's not going to make a ton of money, so just eh, just shut up. Just like, so, by the way, this is great. This is perfect, though, because they're all complaining about Greta Gerwig, and then all the stars of Little Women came out and protested that she wasn't nominated for Best Director and so forth. Guess what her next movie is? 
Oh man, the uh, The Handmaid's Tale. No, um, the opposite. The Scissor Diaries. No, she's doing the Barbie d- movie. <laughs> for like, okay. getting paid like you're getting paid like five million dollars to do the Barbie movie to do the Barbie movie from Mattel. Wow. <laughs> yes. Is that selling out pretty hard? So I'm just saying, like you know, there's something. Scorsese didn't get the bar, didn't get the fucking big pro- toy product thing after like after a fucking Taxi Driver. They're like, dude, we want you to do fucking backgammon the movie for like here's ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> fucking he, you know, <laughs> stretch Armstrong or whatever. You're like, right. no. I mean, that was clearly like we need a female director. Has to be Barbie because you know Barbie's being powered in the movie and has to be a female director. Who's the hottest female director? Greta Gerwig just did Little Women. Uh, here's $5 million check. You do bar- the Barbie movie. Just make it not horrible, please. So yeah. it, it cuts. It cuts. This fucking shit cuts both ways. Um, there definitely need to be more opportunities, I would say, just generally for women to direct films. Um, but you need more women in film school. You need more women directing short films. You need more women fucking guerrilla shooting films out in the streets. You need more women doing fucking short form videos. It's, it's a thing dominated by guys. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, sets, you know, a lot of the PAs, it's not It's not overwhelming, like highly overwhelming. It's got to be 65% guys, if not more. No. And also, women tend to do, per, so I, I, the last story that we go is uh, when I was in, uh, I took classes at the film school, and it was like, uh, there was only, it was most two thirds guys, one third women, and we all went around and talked about the movie we were going to write. We were, we were all young writers, we want to write a movie. And like the guys all want to do fucking like some fucking big budget action helicopter chase, <laughs> like shit, whatever. Uh, Mine was going to be the gang movie where like uh, black people shot white people, and it was like all the black people were going to shoot white people. And like, and he said, "What's unique about it?" I said, "Like two hundred p- white people get killed." <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, <laughs> I love that movie. And uh, and then the girl next to me does. I was thinking, "Oh, what's she going to do?" And she's like, uh, "I'm going to remember this movie about how like I went to a girl spends a summer in Maine with her grandmother. She's dying." And they learn to love, learn about how whales uh, migrate along the coast before mm-hmm. grandma dad should pass on. And I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. That's like, wow. I'm like, and, and then the girls did the other stuff. It was like very personal, dramatic, emotional stories that they were really p- powerful to them, where the guys tend to be much more aggressive, money making, blockbuster, thinking about like, you know, all sorts of capitalistic. Yeah. Know, what, what, what's the movie, like, what's the movie going to look like? Doesn't, As opposed to what's it going to mean to people to see it? I always, I've, I've never got over or figured out the Paul Thomas Anderson. He makes this awesome movie about porn, and there's just a lot of fucking and yes. porn, and you know the seventies and porn and coke. And then he, someone's like, his next movie is about a, a dressmaker. He lives in a fashion <laughs> house, and he's mean to the staff. And I was like, did this guy? Was this just a huge uh, strikeout? Did he think he was going to jump on this female subject matter thing? I feel it was more of like a Jim Morrison thing where like he felt like he had too many hits, you know? <laughs> like, so now he's going to do some fucking rambling 25-minute long song no one listens to. Right. Like, he just feels like a sellout, maybe, so he goes back. The artist, you just don't see... I mean, Michael Bay like, is one of the most successful directors, and he's just fucking TNA explosions, right? Well, and you just don't see female directors. You don't have female directors like that. Is there... And so I'm coming from a guy's perspective, and it's obviously subjective, but I'm not sure it is. Because you could really, anything could be interesting if you look at it in enough detail. Like this table, you know, I could figure out where the wood came from and who put it mm-hmm. together and like what the varnish is made out of and what chemicals and how long it took to distill that whole process. But it'd still be a movie about an oak table, and it would suck. Yes. And I just think like race car movies are just 
factually more interesting than the garment industry. Yes. <laughs> well, they make more money. I mean, for guys, for sure it is. And the women will... So if women will say, like, oh, this movie is so touching, but the box office isn't there, right? They're not seeing it. And so is that a reflection of how much people like it? It is, at some point, it I mean, has to be. There are... I mean, I saw when I saw The Joker, I was blown away. Because had The Joker not been a comic book movie... I don't know if anyone sees it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, had it not been called the Joker from Warner Brothers in the Batman series, I don't think anyone sees it. It was like fucking tacky. Well, it was actually called Joker. A joke, yeah. So Joker. they weren't like trying to stay from the Joker. It was right? Ambiguous as to. Right. But I, I but get it's, what you're it's saying. It's basically Taxi Driver, right, for yes. 2019. Yes. And, and it's shocking and it's hard to watch and stuff like that. And it's really deep. And I don't think if it was a comic book universe, and it, first of all, it never gets made. Right. Second of all, it gets made. It gets made for like $500,000 in a student film and no one sees it. So yeah. there is something to be said. I think film is just dominated by males at this time. But there's tons of other, I mean, fashion is dominated by women. And music, pop music is dominated by women. There's other categories. It can't be equality in everything. Yeah. Uh, and if there are female, if there's a female director, and she'll be a lesbian, who is the next Michael Bay, who likes tits and ass and blowing shit up, then she'll probably do well. I mean, if she can fucking make movies that get $300 million in box office... They're not going to go like, oh, we don't want the women making us all these millions of dollars. Let's, let's keep the women from making us $500 million. We don't like her. No. Well, look at one of the most, I don't know what number it is on the list, but an incredibly successful movie, Wayne's World. It's yeah. guys doing guy stuff to like the nth degree. It's yes. just a guy movie. Love, it, love that movie. Yes. It's great. Yes. And, and directed by a woman, you know? So, yes. Yes. Um, that was she, Amy, Amy Heckerling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she understood the subject and she. You know, there's it, a few. They're it all didn't decky. have to be, a, and a female Wayne's World probably would have worked just as well with debauchery and, you know, if they were like really blown, like uh, blown. They tried. Guys. There's another. There's that fucking movie, Boss, like a boss, when he just came out. Another movie about like chicks like trying to be bad moms type thing, you know, stuff like that. And then once in a while they hit, but it's just like we can make an R-rated all female comedy for the 19th time this year. And like, yeah. Eh. I don't know. The guy ones are horrible. Why would the female ones be? A, oh, it's look, it's a chick getting drunk and having sex with a random dude. That's so empowering. Like, oh, they got they got a dildo. They broke into a dildo store and there's fifty dildos. Like, oh no, man, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> like it's like Porky's works because it's got teenage guys want to see Porky's. Yeah, but I don't think women want to see. They don't want a dumbass fucking teen comedy about women. It has to be like fucking book book whatever that bookworm or whatever that movie was that came out last year where it's like has deeper meaning and it's special and important and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Lady Bird. Yeah, like Lady Bird, which I like by the way. Me too. It was a good movie. But I felt kind of gay when I loved it. <laughs> Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote today? Oh goodness. What uh, are you selling? Uh, Matt Ralston.net. I'm Still getting my act together, but I'll have stuff to promote soon. Are you moving in with like uh, uh, are you moving with two ladies and pretending you're a lady yourself or gay like in the uh, Three's Company? No, <laughs> I don't know if that would work. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't know if that premise holds in West Hollywood. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think you're just a gay guy yeah, at, at that point. I think you're just a gay guy with two fat two fat guys <laughs> living, living, <laughs> living with you. Yeah, gay dudes don't live with women anymore, do they? Um. Like nah, they, I don't think so. No, nah, that was an old thing. That was an old thing where like, the gay guy would room with the, the, the ladies. They get um, iced coffee drinks with each other constantly. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that they live together. No, nah, I don't think. I think even gay guys go like women are just too hard to live with. So there's yeah. less of the, you know, the, the quote fag hag is what they used to call it. Yeah. There's less of those now, I think. I haven't seen as much of that because I think the whole novelty of being We're, a gay guy is worn 
off. Were fag hags lesbians or were they straight? I never really picked up on that. They were like, no, they were like artsy straight chicks. Okay. Yeah. But they didn't have boyfriends. They didn't were like boyfriends. They didn't have boyfriends. I think they might like date. Really? But nothing serious because first thing to go would be the super annoying drag queen guy. Cause I only remember like hot, where I grew up, I remember the hot chicks hung around with the gay guys because they just didn't want to be bothered by dudes. Right. So they wanted to go dancing. So they brought their gay friends dancing or whatever. But they were like, you know, they were hot heterosexual I think chicks. as it became a little bit, as we became enlightened on this subject, I actually think a lot of gay guys felt they were being exploited. Used by the fag hags? Yeah, like like they were like the day's entertainment. Yes. And they had to turn it up a lot, you know? Yeah, like having a guy do their makeup, do the girls' makeup and stuff, yeah. and do their hair and tell them about Say honey stuff. a lot. Yes. And like, we're going to go shopping and have like this amazing <laughs> breakfast. And then I think the chicks... The age, the age of the fag hag has died. It's like the age of the elves. It's gone away. They I all, think so, they, got on a boat. they all got on a boat and went to some Rest middle earth. Rest in peace. <laughs> I never liked those fag ladies. Hags. I don't like artsy girls. All right, anything else you want to pimp and promote? No, you're good? I'm good. All right, this Lex. Last one. Talk to you probably not next week, but soon enough. Who, baby, baby, ladies with game. Three point shot, putting players a shame. Crossover hesitation, period and spin. Ooh, that girl done did it again. Swish. Oh, lady ballers gonna hype it this year. On the court, off the court, get respect, nothing less. Put your game to the test. Lady ballers work in the game. Ladies with game, 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 game. Oh, yeah. Ladies with game, game. Game, game, oh yeah. They be when they be wanna represent. They be when they be wanna.